to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motosport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Everybody, the Pulp Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com, Decal Works, Fly Racing, coming at you. It is deep, deep, deep in the woods of Gainesville, Florida, for a live show. We have a uh, conference room rented here at the hotel where the Triumph TF250X intro happened and we rode the bike today uh got a few gentlemen in here that rode it as well we're going to talk about the new triumph we're going to break it down a little bit we're also going to talk a lot of dallas supercross as well and we're going to have some special guests as well so looking forward to a great show i know it's not quite the camera angles and everything that we have at home in the studio but thank you kellen brower for making this work while we can and uh, again i've got some great uh, guests in studio all night long here uh, also, I want to thank the folks at motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Race Tech Suspension, X Brand Goggles, Renthal, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, at Cherbies, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, OGO Power Sports, ORW, Pro Filter, FMF, Guts Racing, Renegade Race Fuels, Atlas Neck Brace, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Works Connection, Get Data, WUSA, Wisco Piston, MTX Braking, Ethica, Lifted Trucks for Sale, com factory chassis parts troll training all on board with us tonight and uh, yeah and and our you people as well so lots to get into when it comes to this show tonight looking forward to a great one uh, we should have Ricky Carmichael coming on yeah the goat Ivan Tedesco should join us as well. Jeff Stanton. That's a lot of championships right there, everybody. And then the president of Triumph America, Rod Lupeznik, uh, as well, coming on and joining us and talking about Triumph entering into moto and uh, and checking it out. And, again, there are big things planned for those guys. And we rode the 250 today here at Gatorback. So there's, there's lots to get into in the show and appreciate you guys listening and watching and really looking forward to having a good time tonight. Uh, with me in studio, a couple of, of good friends of mine, and then uh, we're going to talk Dallas Supercross and more first up from keyfering testing is chris keyfer what's up buddy hey how are you be here yeah good day uh good day you rode a dirt bike i rode a dirt bike that was I nice i rode a dirt bike for a long time and you rode a 250 f dirt bike yeah which i'm not really used to and i'm kind of over the mem- uh, recommended weight of one but we let the cat out of the bag a little bit earlier that you kind of like that feeling i do yes. we'll get into it yes embargo Embarged. Embarged. But no, there's lots to get into when it comes to the to the Triumph test today for sure. Also here from Vital MX, Michael Lindsay. What's up, ML? The power of the embargo almost took out your show tonight. It did, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what that's what was going on, I know, right? Um we we apologize for starting late. 
And if you're listening to this on the archive, then we're not late. But yeah, we uh, we thank the folks uh, at United for absolutely screwing the pooch when it comes to my luggage. That's uh, your team. That's it, your it's, team. It's, it's my airline. Come it, join Team Delta. It wasn't it it's wasn't great. my airline so much. It was uh, uh, the baggage handling system that the airline uses. Uh, I was assured it would be here by 2 p.m. Okay. Then I was assured four to eight hours it'll be delivered. Ended up being. 10 hours from when the van left today. So that's why we're late, but better late than never. Lots to get into tonight on the show. Um, Kellen Brower is going to join us here shortly. Um, Dallas, though. Let's touch on Dallas. I know a lot of our listeners want to want to talk about Dallas. Uh, Kellen was there. We all watched it on TV. Cooper Webb got it done. Jet Lawrence. This is why it's hard for rookies to win. Like, he's awesome, and he's still got the points lead, and he may win this thing, but when you look at the smooth, calm ride in Glendale to get that third, and then all by himself with four laps to go, throws it away. Yep. And then to compound it, lost even more points running into back of poor Vince Freeze, who would seem to be everywhere. None of it his fault. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's another rookie mistake. I don't even look at the first one so much as the second one that cost him th- three, uh, another three points, right? Running in the back of Vince. Like, you know, you got to know that. But uh, let's start with Webb, Kiefer, first. Yep. Like, yeah. Cooper Webb, man, he's a gamer. He loves Dallas. Yeah, and honestly, like, he didn't have very good qualifying times. You watched him in qualifying. It didn't look very good, but you know it's Dallas, and you know he rides good there. The track breaks down. He's a good jumper in the whoops. Yep. And uh, look it, he got lucky. I mean, he was gifted that win. Yeah. Um, even, I think, twice because he passed Jet when he crashed, and I think if Vince wasn't in the way, I still think Jet gets him oh, on that lap. Oh, you think Jet makes a move? I think Jet gets him on that lap. Okay. I was I was feeling it. I was like, oh, shit, he's coming. He's going to get him. Right. And then I saw Vince. I'm like, oh, where's he going to go? And I think he already kind of felt that pass coming and then saw Vince. He's like, I'm in the wrong line. I'm screwed. And then there you go. Yeah. But um, nonetheless. Yeah. Like, to me... Um, you watch the lap times yeah. and it was four to six seconds. He was yep. staying semi close. He was, you know, he was digging. He wasn't, if he had, if he had dropped off a little bit, he's not passing jet when yep. jet goes down. Right. Cause he got up pretty much right in front of him. He, um, he matched his times. A couple, I was on the, I was on the times and I was yeah. looking, he matched his times a few laps and then it was 0.2, 0.4 back and forth. Yep. And then, uh, and then, yeah, that mistake happened. And you, and you look at the track all night. It was rough for a lot of people yeah. from the start of the day. Yeah, it soft, broke down, right? Yeah. The old Dallas, like, I don't know if you guys either remember, but the old hard. Cowboy hard, Stadium hard was pack, yes. Elsinore. Yeah. And, and it is no longer that. Uh, Michael, um, going back to what I was saying, though, I'm not saying it's it, it, Jets still has a points lead. Like, I, I was pretty surprised. But this is why it's hard for these dudes to win, rookies. They got to figure it out. No, they do. It's still little mistakes come up. I, I'm i still surprised though with the whole... I was taking a step back and looking at the championship at the end of the night, and I'm still... Jets got the points lead. <clears throat> I'm just really curious what comes out from here because not one person... Yeah, Webb got a win, but... Yeah. Nobody's like stepped up round around to go after Jet to get the points. Like, so we got like six guys that keep interchanging. Yep. So it's still, even though Jet made those little mistakes, and it's like, wow, he could keep doing that. I don't care if he keeps doing it. Somebody else has to consistently yep playing with Sorry. my levels Go jerk ahead. somebody has to be there consistently to make you know to take advantage of those mistakes because right now it's a different person at the time is it sad that i kind of i kind of got happy that he crashed 
Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's absolutely not because, sad. No, I just, it's, sad. It, it, it's sad because I don't want to see him get hurt, but it's like, oh my gosh, now we have a race. Because every time he, he pulls whole shot, I'm like, well, well speaking there's, of race, there's the fucking he, race. Heat races were amazing all night, and then the main was kind of a snoozer there for a while. After great heat races, I'm like, yeah. oh wow, just waiting for let's, the laps to go. But let's I talk just, about Webb getting dropped in that heat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes, right? Yeah. Uh, Kellen Brower, welcome. Up. Hey, thanks whoa, for joining. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're really oh, loud. Hey, so everything's hot tonight. Hey, 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 hey. I can't hear anything in these. Okay, that's better. Okay. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us, buddy. Um, what's your takeaway? Yeah. Um, as Michael said, I, I felt like it was a little bit of a snoozer in the uh, both main events. Yeah, it's good. A little oh, good. Yep, okay. You're fine. Uh, both main events was a little bit of a snoozer until things weren't a snoozer. Yeah. Uh, the crash has definitely made it more interesting at the end, but... Um, yeah, I think that we were all kind of sitting up there thinking, like, oh, boy, is this going to be the Jet situation that we're going to just keep watching every single week and he's just going to win by three seconds? Uh, but, yeah, went down and yeah. – sorry, I'm trying to – No, I, I don't just, know you guys just keep talking. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, went down and, uh, yeah, gave us a bit of a series, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Now, JT and I have been having this huge debate about Tomac. I mean, I just – I don't think he's got it in him. Like, he's gone winless streak. He rode amazing, right? Yeah. Uh, Crashed, came up, rode great. I just, like, he's got too many guys to pass, and there's been too many kind of weird rides for him to do this. He rode great, though, but that should have been a third, and AP was on him. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I, I, I'm a believer in Tomac to win some races and get on a podium, but the overall the overall track is is not great. Like, the overall, I'm sorry, the overall competition, no one has been able to grab this thing, and I'm hoping someone can, like, down the road. I don't know. But well, here's the thing, like you look at you look at what he did, right? No matter if he gets jet stays up, he gets third. If he was near the front, he's gonna win. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. you can see that now. Before we really couldn't see that. Now you watch him right, like, oh there he is. That's the thing, it's a podium, but it's different than the last one. I mean, when you see him basically backing it into a turn and it's already cranked wide open from you like he's there back. it is. Yeah. And I mean, of course the momentum, we're going to Daytona. I yeah. said this this week. I'm kind of like, I don't know why I have this weird feeling in the back of my head that we show up to Daytona. If him and Jet get a good start, do they just start, do they kind of level up at the next race and start dropping people at Daytona bad? Like, because if you're, if you're Jet, you don't, if you're anybody, you don't want to let Eli go out and kill Daytona and get all of his confidence back. If he gets a good start, do you have to push to try to beat Eli there to pretty much kill that momentum he has? If they both get a start, who wins? Tomac or? At Daytona? Yeah. I want to say Tomac. I'd be really curious to see when Jets really pushed him for Fusu across how fast those two can go at Daytona, though. I, I would say Tomac, too, but just because there's such little sample size with Jet at Daytona. I know yeah. he's one, you know, went outdoors and killed it, but that doesn't necessarily mean Daytona success is going to be there. By the way, Steve, people in chat are saying I'm low. Very quiet. So. Yeah, you're, you're kind of hollow in okay. a hallway. Yeah, All right. Hollow in a hallway. Push that mic closer to see if I mean, it helps. No, he's fine. No, okay. We I don't got, know. We're going to have some audio issues here a little bit with Kellen. Uh, I can hear Kellen super loud, but let's just carry on the conversation, and I'll try to figure this I, thing out. I still think we're not done with Tomac. We're going to see him after Daytona. He's going to crank it up. I, from what I've heard, and I've talked to a couple of people, his setting's a lot better. He spent the week, like they talked about in the broadcast, spent a week in Florida. Um, he's very sensitive to the shock. We all know that. And now he – I mean, look at him on the podium. You've never heard him call – out his shot like he's like okay i'm here let's do that you never hear it mm-hmm. you never hear that that's really rare that's yeah. what i said i'm scared daytona like i feel like he's fired up yeah yeah and yeah. he's yeah. i feel yeah. like right now i mean 
just looking forward, he's the only person that gives me the vibes that they can put together. Again, somebody needs to step up. So when those mistakes come from Jet, they're there every weekend to capitalize and start eating into that points gap. It's not that big, of course, with everything that's been going on. He, To me, he just feels like the only guy that has that going for him right now. Well, I think Sexton is going to get healthier, yeah. right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. we've kind of he's been just battling. To me, Sexton has been better than Eli pre-injury all year yeah. long. Jet has been better than Eli pre-injury all day long or all year long so far. And now I'm looking at Webb and starting to think he's been a little bit better too. But this weekend, I mean, this weekend's huge, mm-hmm. I, I think, like you, you mentioned it. Well, Larry, this is really, you know, there's always that go-to phrase, the series starts in Daytona. For once, I really, <laughs> I'm like, hell, what? those words mean something. Who did Cooper Webb flip off? Was it what, just, was that? I don't, I don't know. know. Do you see just the, the world? The <laughs> huh? You saw the photo? Yeah, well, like the, the whole swing of the arm on the finish yeah. line was a flip off. So. No idea? Yeah. Like no. Just everyone. After the yeah, race maybe. Everyone. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, maybe everyone, like I guess. a big F you to everyone. That's <laughs> a few to Probably the you. <laughs> just me? all around the stadium. Me, him, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, you were a doubter, and that's what it is. Weird to see, for sure. Have we been? I mean, here's the thing. We it's, Everybody is every year. I, I, I told him this the first year. Like, no matter what, when we all do periods, like, there's always waffling. Can he do it? Can he not? People ride him off. It's just. I was hoping the pistol would come back. I like the pistol. <laughs> pew, pew. Um, and then, you know, I think there's going to be some races where Kenny is on. And it wasn't this weekend, but it was Glendale. So. Mookie looks better. Heat race Mookie was bad. Mookie is better. Right? Dude. Yeah, that was but, pretty pretty awesome. I don't know about Kenny so much because early in the main event until he crashed with Vince on lap three or four, yeah. like he was passing guys was he buckets coming? at a time. Yeah. Like he started, I think, 12th or 13th and was already battling for sixth, I think, when he got into Vince. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to write out that one either because he very well could have been an Eli situation where he had the speed, but he got taken back too early. Sure. And we never really got a chance to see what he had in him. There's yeah. gonna, it, it's Jason Anderson's another one. You don't know what you're getting, right? If he starts up front, he's gonna be hard, you know. But if he's in the back, he's gonna be where he was this weekend. So it's a great series. Yeah, it's a great series. We're halfway at Daytona. We're halfway this weekend, right? So I, don't, I haven't been excited about a 450 group of guys in a long time. Yep. And every weekend, I'm like, this is gonna be so good. It. You do. You do wonder a little bit. And I've written about this and I've talked about it a little bit. Uh, are we getting into Starcross? You know, Eli locked this weekend. Eli was, you know, he, he went beast mode, right? But are we starting to see start cross like Webb? No. You know, no? No, only if it's Jet. That's why I get okay. pissed. Yeah. If Jet gets a start, I'm like, fuck it, I'm turning it off. <laughs> yeah, but look what he did this weekend. He threw it away. I know. Yeah. But I, I think let's, uh, if it's a hard-packed track, yeah. that doesn't happen. Kellen, if you had said, hey, Jet, you're going to be leading 14 laps, 15 laps or whatever, and then you're going to throw it away, and then you're going to end up fourth, and you still have the points lead, <laughs> he'll take it. I mean, he wouldn't take the throwing it away yeah, part. I think he would rather stay on two wheels. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, he'll take the situation he's in, no question about it, yeah. to get to basically, like you say, the halfway point of the season and have the points lead. Sure, yeah. I'll take that any day of the week. Yeah, it's been it's been super cool to watch for sure. Uh, and, again, like we've got guys that are coming in uh, hot one weekend, and yeah. then the next weekend they're, they're, they're back, and Eli's out, he's back. Like, it's just... And, it, and for me, like the Vince thing, I like that. I always analyze this kind of stuff after they're done racing. Like on the podium, he 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 called it out himself. He's like, "I made the mistake. It was my fault." Jet like, did, yes. yeah, yeah. He didn't blame Vince, you yeah. know, because Vince takes enough beatings as he should. But like, he's like, "Hey, that was on me." He handled it pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Considering what happened, right? <clears throat> the one thing I'll say about Vince that, um, and it's not a bash to him. It's just the circumstances. Glendale and Arlington, he kind of shaped both races a little bit early. 
because he started up front and a couple guys couldn't get him. And when Kenny went down and it caused that whole pileup, it was suddenly front four gone. Yeah. Big gap to Vince and then a big gap behind him to another group, which is exactly what we saw in Glendale. And, so. and Glendale was Vince affected that race without a doubt in my right. mind. Yeah. There was noticeable gaps as soon as he got behind everybody. I so. think it's because when people get around him, they just know I'm I'm screwed. Like I I've gotta do something or yeah. she's gonna come at you watch Kenny when he was trying to pass him. He was like, oh, shit, I mm-hmm. can't do that because he's going to come right back. But, so. like, to me, you know, I know Vince has all his haters, but that's the start is part of the dirt bike. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? That's totally part of it. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, like, I'm not like, blaming I'm not Vince for getting want, in the way. Everybody's always complaining about me. Well, I will outstart him. That's yeah. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, Fly Racing, Motorsport.com, Race, uh, race Tech. We're going to have the Race Tech rant later on. And my Race Tech rant is directed towards Chris Kiefer. <laughs> oh, Why God. is it always me yeah. when I'm on no, the show? It is. You'll find out. X Brand Goggles Fair. We've got those coming up again at Motorsport.com. Tweet at. Tweet at me, I guess, because yeah. I'm the one going to read the questions that we got. <laughs> oh, you are. Uh, oh, so you're going to dig into Twitter tonight? Yeah, I am, and uh, and and we're going to talk about Triumph, a little bit of controversy this morning. The Triumph. Uh, yeah, there was. Yeah. <laughs> God, we, we didn't get kicked off yet. Yeah. Let's see if we can get into that a little bit. Yeah. Oh, we got Tedesco and RC coming in, and then uh, uh, Rod from Triumph America and some guy named Jeff Stanton. So between Stanton, uh, six titles. Ricky's got 15. Did you beat San today? No, I never saw him. I never saw him out there. I that never... was still the best thing this morning. You were just listing off. Well, you got beat by this guy this year. Yeah. You got beat by this guy. <laughs> uh, Yogi was out. Yogi yeah, was out riding for, right. for Whiskey Throttle. Dude, that's Great sick. to see Yogi. Yeah. I was so sick. Kiefer, you were. I rode behind him. I never even got a chance to ride with him. And I jumped in behind him and I just wanted to ride like it was bitching. Yeah, it was <laughs> so awesome. Cool. And he still rides the same way. Yeah. 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 Great style. Uh, let's talk 250s and. The God danger damn. zone. Oh, no. Dude, I'm entering it. Uh, oh, boy. He just, I mean, he. Caught and passed Deegan in the heat. Took off. Looked great. Out front in the main. Now, Deegan was catching him a little bit, right? Deegan was getting him. I don't know if he would have gotten him. What do you think? You were there? Well, like, honestly, I, I missed most of the Forkner crash. I only saw, like, the tail end of him kind of sliding across yeah. the concrete and then the bike kicking up spark, sparks yeah. behind it because I literally had just looked down on my laptop to start typing, like, oh, and Deegan made a run, but it wasn't enough yeah. kind and of thing. Then, because he did, but, and then he made a couple of mistakes, and it opened up to, like, a two-and-a-half-second gap, yeah. and you're like, I think Austin's got it Funny, from here. in the heat, Forkner was catching Deegan in the w- turn before the Yeah, whoops, going around the outside. going around on the left side, and then Forkner was sticking to that in the uh, main, and it was costing him. Mm-hmm. Right. Now Deegan was getting through the whoops better, but then Forkner corrected himself and well by the time deegan got to him i think deegan was like i gotta go i gotta go and he even said that post race yeah and i think it was just causing way too many mistakes like he kept it wasn't like massive ones or anything just kept it was sliding just a clip out. here or yeah clip front there. end slide into a corner but or something he was just pushing uh, yeah i mean this was supposed to be different for forkner this was yeah. supposed to be different that's yeah. i i cannot explain how frustrated i know of course his camp's gonna be when you read the comments section, people are like, Forkner again, riding sketchy. Where I didn't see that at all during the main. I, I feel so gutted for the guy yeah. because I don't know what to chalk it up to. Just bad luck. Like he is that rhythm he is was trying. getting some guys, but yeah. they were not able to triple after going over. Yeah. But I mean it was yeah, it that's just how many guys did you see like try to jump in that pocket, right? Because it was yep. so abrupt. Mm-hmm. Heads bounced because it oh, was yeah. so gnarly. Like a lot of guys all night, and that was the – you get a little bit tired. Your body position's a little bit too far forward. His hands – like, just as time wears on, you get a little sloppy, and this is what happens. Contact like, popped out. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah his dad, dad said something about yeah, that. Yeah. I, you got to feel for him, man. Yeah. This is, uh, and now he's, you know, he's got wrist injuries and a back injury, right? Is it wrist? Scapular. I think I was yeah. thinking scapula is the same as scaphoid, yeah. but no, scapula <laughs> no, shoulder. The lumbars are what? The uh, transverse. And then, and then, yeah, so, I mean, God, you got to feel for the dude. It was it was all there for him, right? And and even if Deegan had caught him, take home a second, you know, points leader, no problem. Like, instead... He's out for months, probably. Mm -hmm. He still wakes up and looks at that blonde girl every morning, so he's fine. <laughs> okay, Jesus, Kiefer. It's so right. good, though. Um, That's going to make me happy if I'm just... I, I, uh, I feel for him, for sure, man. And so Deegan, Deegan takes the win. Funny that the top four in the 254... Were the, were the bottom four <laughs> yeah. in Detroit, right? And now Max hey. Anstey, 2-6 to start the year, is your points leader. Yeah. Hey, you were saying about Jet getting fourth, and, oh, is he happy to have a play? How about Max Anstey getting six and being like, hey, buddy... You got the red plate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Think about think about that, right? Think of if you'd said, "Hey, Anstey, you're going to be two six and got the red plate." So the class is nutty. I mean, Deegan's is still right. Deegs is still right in it, and uh, um, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess he's the favorite. Yeah, Kellen? I think so. Don't yeah, but, I, mean, I, but I think stronger, it, right? so far from the two rounds, it seems a little start dependent. Like it seems like he's because of the injury, maybe just going the pace of the group that he's in. Like his heat race was kind of similar to that a little bit, where he got passed early and just had guys that were shuffling him around a little bit. So I think I need to see him start maybe seventh and get up to second to say like, yeah, he's the guy. Yeah. Cause that was what cam did. Cam started, I think like eighth or ninth and got to second in the end. Yeah. So I think you could say they're mono a mono almost a little bit in that regard. I make her qualified fastest. Yeah. If that means anything, I'm honestly impressed at Cameron's pace considering how little prep time he had coming into the season. I thought it would take him a couple more rounds to kind of get going from hearing right. how delayed he was. But I mean, don't you think you, those two weeks were, were pretty big. It had, to you be. know, after Detroit, it had to be, but still, what was, I heard somebody say, Lewis was telling me he was limping like yeah. really bad really after bad. the main. He said it looked terrible. Yeah, right leg, right foot or something well, like that. He was just like. he hurt in Detroit. I mean, could be. He went and got x-rays yeah. in Detroit mm -hmm. and was all worried about that, right? Yeah, yeah. Lewis said it looked like debilitating. Detroit, he was like made, I, again, we were watching on TV, so I didn't see that, but he said it looked terrible in person. Yeah. How yeah. much he was hobbling around. It was. It was pretty bad. So, yeah, it, um, 250 East is wacky. I just, here's the deal. and I'm probably going to get so much hate. Here we go. It's tough to like root for the kid for me on my end. Just I don't really like the I don't like cockiness. I don't like the stuff, right? I mean, he's a great rider. He he's really really good and fun to watch, but I don't know. I just because maybe he's a kid. I don't know. But we see a lot of young kids, and they're just not like that. And I'm you just sound like me on the review pod last night. Really? <laughs> and JT's like. He's like, it's not meant for you. You're, it's, it's not, not meant, meant for me. And I'm just yeah, like, that's a great way to not. look at it, I guess. And I keep telling myself, hey, he's just a kid. He's just a kid. And we just like, well, I'm sure his dad is telling him what to say. And it's a tough, man. It's, uh, it's a tough watch. I think, I think it's – I agree with the whole it's not for us. Like, I, I can take a step back, I yeah, feel yeah. like, with yeah. that. The tough one, as most people point out, I mean, it's kid, but there's – the mutual respect on the poem with Austin's situation and some of the stuff he said. Oh, I was pressuring him till you know, when it's like you were making a bunch of mistakes trying to catch him. I don't think you were really pressuring him yet. He wasn't pushing. There's just certain things the way you say him and do him towards your competition that in that situation. Yeah. That I think there's some some respect there. I, I get the character he is. Yeah, I respect that in the way that hey, I don't think our sport has enough of that, and I'm cool with that. I I definitely it's not always my cup of tea. Right, but 
some of the things the way things were said afterwards because the Austin situation he and did, the ghost he did there say was, though something about yeah, he did. Austin's yeah. okay or he yeah. said yeah. something about <clears throat> after, when I talked to him like an hour later he was walking it back quite a bit like quite he bit. was like I really hope Austin's okay I hate yeah. to see that kind of thing like definitely but, not the okay, adrenaline but, pumping right, type of post race like interview that's so. like dad pulling him aside hey man hey, oh, so now be. say that you're worried about Austin and it's like that's where I'm at with like he's a great rider and he's going to be a champion. Yeah, respect the shit and, out of him and all of that. And he's got a lot of heart out on the track. But yeah, yeah the things on the podium, I'm just like, come on, man. And but it's I think about this too. Like, you know? not everyone's going to be Cameron McAdoo and just hey, it's really nice, you know. So I that's, think we need that. Yeah, sport. like I said, the sport needs yeah. it. I'm just on the Jero side, but that's I still can't knock that much. We need that. The sport needs that character. And I think about like even in the future. We're talking a couple years down the road, but him versus Jet in 450s, eventually what that could turn into for the sport from a storyline standpoint, because yeah. two very different people in characters, yeah. and depending on how they're marketed, just could continue to separate. Like I, I have a good authority that at the end of the Nationals last year, Brian went up to Darren Lawrence and was like saying, hey man, sorry about all the stuff we were saying on the podium, and sorry about the stuff we were doing. It's just, you know, we're trying to like... Spice it up. Spice it up, <laughs> and Darren Lawrence was like, yeah, yeah. no. No, we, no, we don't need to do that, you know. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, you know, the danger zone. I'm just, like, yeah, I'm too old, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, just I like, agree. I think it's, I mean, Brian built his business, right? And sure. that's what he did, and he right. was successful when with it. When do the spikes come out on the shoulder pads? <laughs> <laughs> Is he that did, coming? He did I, ghost ride his bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he did. Uh, I will say, not to be corny, I'm surprised it hasn't come out for like a press day yet or something. Right. Listen, and, and the kid's awesome. He's a great rider. Yeah. So, I mean, there is that. Um, yeah, it is McAdoo second. Vial was third, right, I believe. Yeah, and Hanneker uh, fourth. And then going forward from there, that, that 250 East. I think Deegan with, with – I, I Forkner had gotten second or first. I'd still be a Forkner guy. But with him out, I like Deegan's chances to win this thing, you know. And then who – I mean, when we're talking title, really we think is going to be there towards the end. Is it pretty much Deegan – Cam Max for the season? I think Max for sure. Cameron's still a little like, yeah. <laughs> he still has a little bit of that rep that he needs to me anyways to clean up, yeah. To smooth out a little bit. But I mean, Max is for real, you yeah. know, but I don't think Max has Deegan's outright speed. Probably yeah. not, you know, but I think he's going to be the consistent veteran that we yeah. expect him to be. And yeah, that'll be top five guy. That'll be measured compared to Deegan, who'll be wild and Cameron, yeah. who will be Cameron. So yep. I think it might work because he'll just kind of hang around. And when they make the mistakes, he'll take advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking no. at this. And hey, Romano led some laps too. Romano was much better. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. He, no, he looked right? really good this week for yeah. sure. Yeah. So he was. Detroit was not great for him, so uh, <coughs> the star guys triumph, flipped. What? Yeah, <laughs> Daxon had a terrible week, and speaking well, not triumph, terrible, but uh, Evan Ferry dislocated his shoulder in press day, mm -hmm. and yep. then Jalik Swole went out early with a concussion. We think. We think. And so Triumph, the guys that were all here, of course, they had. You know, I think Detroit went really well for them, even though Evan hit the wall. He still got, won the LCQ, and then Jalik rode really well in the main, and then that's the ups and downs of racing, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> for triumph. Life there. comes at you fast, for sure. Right. There we go, right? It's Chance Hymas right. had the fastest lap. What's that? Chance Hymas. Really? Fastest lap in the main. Oh. 46.008. And he went off into the concrete at some point, somebody said. Did you see that? He was like mm. fourth or fifth batting with Vial, and then he was off on the concrete, I guess. Oh, shit. I remember that, but he did fade a little bit late. You guys are on the phone. No, yeah, I'm looking at did. lap times. All right, I have a little work but, going but on. But Hymas was going really fast. Like, him and Vial kind of came forward together and they caught the PC group late a little mm -hmm. bit and uh, I don't know yeah I, maybe Hymas went off the track I was kind of paying attention to what Forkner was doing yeah. but yeah, yeah uh, anybody check a in bit. on Mitch after? <laughs> no no um, hey so uh, 
I also, I want to talk about AP third, and we touched on this on the review pod too. Like, he's now a guy that, yeah, he's like, good. he he came into the year with I don't know three or four podiums in his career. Um, I don't know four fifty supercross. Yeah, know? about that, something like that. And now he, Tomac got him, but did you see how close he was to Tomac at the end? Like he picked it up and probably found some lines, and was right there and got a third. And like he's a guy now. I think like. JT was kind of saying, like, do you think Tomac's worried about AP, like, as far as winning the title? And, yeah, Tomac's better than AP just historically. But I think AP is... Well, here's the thing. He's really impressing me. AP's going to be like, I don't care anymore because he knows he can win. And he got a taste of some of that this year, having the red plate, doing yep. all these things. And he's like, I don't really care who's behind me. He's not reading names on jerseys anymore. He's like, I can run the pace now. So you see that fight back in it. Yeah. You don't have that fight as a racer unless you don't care about who's passed yeah. you. Because sometimes yeah, you when know. you get passed, it's it. But these guys, these rare guys, like you watch Deegan, he's that way. Um, I feel like Forkner, he's that guy. You look at AP, now he's that guy. Like, I don't care. I'll get you back. That's rare. You don't yeah. find that. Yeah, he's – I mean, I think, I think he could win again on a dry track. Oh, yeah. You know? No, I, I think for sure. There? I mean, I think maybe he'll need a little help. I think he needs, like, Jet and Eli not to be right there or Coop or Coop. some of those other guys. But, uh, yeah, the, the pace is, was there for the entire main event. He didn't let Coop go. It wasn't like Coop gapped him by eight, nine seconds. He was still within, a, I think, three or four seconds the whole main event. And, yep. uh, yeah, even though Eli got him, it was, it was feisty. And the crowd was really loud. I mean, talk about two guys that the crowd's really into this year. When Eli and AP were going at it, it was like yeah. bedlam. Did you go to the Friday night mm. AP Cowboy dinner? I did not, uh, but Dark said it was uh, yeah. it was pretty. Mr. Sidewent. Mr. Sidewent. He yeah. said there was quite a few people there for God, AP. He is so. the man of the people right now. He is just <laughs> he all is. over. Yeah. He's we got some in-home. He's Mr. got some in-home pussy now. Now he's all. He's just a different dude. We saw a video of Mr. Side today that was interesting. Oh my God. <laughs> we, I'd love to play that audio. It's just so hard. <laughs> but we won't because we like Dark and we will not do that to him. We're not doing it. No. Not yet. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> not, um, yeah, yeah. Let's just wait a little bit. But no, the crowd loves AP. It's phenomenal. Like, Detroit, but even they Eli. Loved like but I battle. was always like, okay, he almost won here last year. We had the heartbreak, right? Yeah. And then we went to Glendale, right? Yeah, Glendale. Mm -hmm. And they loved him there. And I'm like, yeah. mm, okay, like this is just Arizona. Dude, no. Like, AP across the board, fans yeah, in the dude. pits. It is. I'm trying to think of when was the last time. Not. I, this is rude. I'm not saying that AP is not successful. He's just recently getting to this point of winning. But when was the last time somebody maybe in his position of racing success was this popular? Not a championship 450 level guy. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, he's in the sport needs the characters. Is he the second most popular rider right now? The third most popular rider? Behind what? Like Jet? I'm saying like Jet and Jet. Eli? Yeah, no, I think he's more than Eli. Class. It's getting, I think, really close. Eli, I'm really impressed. Like, even though he hasn't changed his social presence, just kind of the way he carries himself the race, mm -hmm. people knowing that he's about to leave, like, the fan base around Eli definitely has been building. That's all weird this. for me to hear. Like, you never hear that what? for Eli. And all of a sudden, you're hearing it now. It's just, it's the, the last, old like, two, three years. It's been building. Yeah. yeah. Wyndham even had it. Timmy had it. LaRocco yeah. had it. The old guy fighting the kids is always even popular. last year chase coming into though you could see eli the last two or three years as he's getting to record historic levels we know as he started to say like hey i might be you know oh maybe next year's last year it's just come naturally social media has grown a lot he still barely posts like but following comments people are just into him can we push a panic button 
Oh, for someone. Um, I think I know who you want to push the panic button for. I don't know what the fuck's going on, dude. Barsha? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I know he crashed. I know what happened this week, but I don't pass that. What in the fuck? Me, me and Jeff Sand had quite the conversation about that earlier. So what is it? Bike? I, I think. Bike. We're it's talking about same, Barsha. Yeah, it's yeah. the same bike from that he was ripping on last year. It's not, no, though. Different forks. Different he forks, had to run, had to run a 48. <laughs> didn't, you got some other parts lost. that are different, I guess. Dude, oh, come on. Put he, had, he had a late start coming in from the injuries, so yeah. he wasn't quite ready. But but 18th? No, no. This yeah. is – it's going south. Well, I said this last week on one of our pots. I mean, if you're in the position of anybody there that's that make a technical decision, you have plus engine chase on new chassis. You've left Craig, not left, they chose it. Craig, Malcolm, Barsha all having terrible seasons on the old bike, which is slash common combined with parts that they were testing for the new bike, forks, etc. At what point does somebody just go, okay, give them everything for last year or screw it, you're on the new bike whether you like it or not. Like something they can't, was in Sandy doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a result. They can't just keep spiraling the circle they're in and thinking something's going to come of it. I'm Somebody just, needs to make it. Like, it's just very decision. odd to see. Like I understand you're hurt, banged up, you, maybe you're sick. I get you salvage eleventh, twelfth. It's not even that. No, no. You hear anything, in Kellen? This week? No, it was yeah. pretty quiet over there at Gas Gas, aside from Pierce. But yeah, right. like Barsha hit out uh, a lot of the day, both days. Never really saw him. Haven't seen him he, in a couple weeks because normally he's the guy that goes out and is like, "Hey, fans!" Yeah, not, he, not going like that right now. Usually week, easy to catch right? after race. I think the only race I've talked to him after is maybe San Diego. Yeah. He was a bit talkative, and other than that, I, I don't see him around much. No, and usually he's pretty outside. It's not mm, good. No. And I don't know, like, if you're the KTM group, like, why they got to be so difficult? Like, you know, Coop and the 48s and the 52s, and now they're on 48s, and now they got yeah, new frames to try. Is. And I admire some of their flexibility with letting these guys do some things because they haven't always been flexible. Except now you find out with Barsha, like, they're not flexible. You know they got a bunch of 52s from last year laying around and clamps. Yeah. Like, they could give it to them. Frame choice, that's his deal. Barsha was one of the guys last year that said the old bike was great, yeah. right? I love it. I'm going to yeah. keep it. Yeah. And now you can't – now KTM seems inflexible again, and I'm just do like – Do we know that? Do we know they can't get – I know. He, no, I know he has to run 48s. I do know yeah, that. Yeah, nobody in the world can run – everything's done. There's no more 52s hmm. for any of the racing avenues. Even outdoor MXGP guys and everything? Like yeah, MXGP's all on 48s, on everything. 48s. Other than um, – I'm trying to think. Is it Prod? No, Prod was 48s. There was like a little bit at Destinations when the switchover started. Now everybody on GP is on either a 48 spring fork or a lot of them are on a work. There's a bit of works 48 air fork 48 floating around here. Yeah, it's, it does seem like I'm with Kiefer. Like, yeah. hey, we got this guy that's a race winning podium guy. Right. And he's really He'd be struggling. up in the mix. Let's just give him his old bike. <laughs> just give him his old bike. And then we can I go, mean, hey. Doesn't look good for the, if, if your goal is to sell motorcycles. That's that's why we're all racing, right? Like, yeah. hey, we're racing to sell the motorcycles. Yeah. I, so why not do the same thing that he when he was doing good, make the brand look good, and let's move it along. Yeah. Or yeah. and you give him all that, and then he does the same result, then it's free whatever you want to do. But at least give him the opportunity. Right. Yeah. It does seem it does seem odd for sure. But panic button is uh is been hit. Yes. Because I've been sitting here, and I'm watching, and I'm like, I tweeted out. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Right. And it's crazy. Yeah. And everyone's like, he's old. I'm like, oh, no, my God. Stop. He's dude. the same age as Anderson. <laughs> Everybody else in this conversation. Oh yeah. Can I, can I give you another panic button? Yeah. It's more their career at this point, Christian Craig. <sighs> it's not good. Uh, I don't understand. I talked to him a couple weeks ago, and his elbow was bugging him. He said he didn't want to use an excuse, but it was bugging him, and it was a little hard. 
And then he wrote Press Day. Mm-hmm. You and told I, me this. I interviewed him. He and, wrote Press Day. And I said, Kellen. like, how's everything going? Are you feeling good? Yeah, the break was good to me. Got some family that time. Got back on the rant. bike. Yeah, and then it didn't look like he was riding bad on Press Day. He wasn't rolling around or anything. He was pushing, trying different lines, all that kind of stuff. And then, oh, he's not racing? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so. Kellen's like a little boy Christmas Eve. Santa's coming. Santa's will be here tomorrow, you know? And then they just fuck <laughs> Kellen over yeah. all the time. Uh, him and Lewis, the, L, the the LVK pod, they're big on PRs and not oh. getting PRs. I have not gone in as heavy no, as but you Lewis agree. has. But you, I do you agree. Do agree. Yeah. It can be better. It's, no, no. it's obvious yeah, that it yeah, can yeah. be no, better. You're, so You're right. Yeah. But, I mean, our sport, like, that could be my race tech rant uh, as far as that goes. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, what are we doing? The yeah. guy's at press day. I, I don't, and then he's I don't out know, with man. an elbow. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we can talk to one of these guys. They would yeah. know something about yeah, it. They yeah. might know something about it, too. All right, Kellen, yeah, we'll drop you here. off. And then uh, Ricky and Hot Sauce, grab these two mics here and uh, come join us a little bit. Pulp MX Show again, presented by the folks at motorsport.com and Decal Works and Fly Racing. And, of course, uh, yeah, please check out those guys um, for all that you need for the products. Go to pulpamexshow.com and go to sponsor deals for the codes to save, whether it is uh, Maxima, whether it's OGO Power Sports, uh, guts racing, all of that. Uh, please check it out, and we thank you guys for uh, for coming on board. RC, what's up, man? I'm just taking notes. My, my, uh, you are the per my co-host. You're, you're number two in the number two podcast. I don't yeah. know where does he get his stats from. Straight that's up, your guy. I know. <laughs> that's all. He was. Hey, he's all. He's been all in lately. Yeah, he he's unbelievable. And yeah, we're talking he's, about he's, he's about the triumph. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When we we recorded today, and he's like, "Oh, I'm getting texts right now from getting some updates and blah blah blah." And it was so good. Uh, also joining us, Supercross champion, motocross champion, uh, three time, M- yeah, three time, three time, yeah. MXDN champion Ivan Tedesco. Welcome, welcome to the show, man. Right. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. coming in. It's been a while. I, I think I came on a long time ago. Yeah. You were going to come on with Preston and Wilbur, and they had another something came up. You couldn't make mm-hmm. it. That would have been a great show. But yeah, welcome, guys. Thanks, um, man. Thank you. Five years. Five years. Yeah. And we're here. And Finally. the bike is here. It's All real. Idiots rode it. It's real. <laughs> it's real. It's not orange. <laughs> right, right. Did, did you That's guys right. think we were just going to get a little piece today of the bike? I know right? <laughs> they were going to unveil a piece. You're a dick. You're a dick. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not the marketing guy. So, I'm, yeah, yeah. That, that, uh, but no, listen. This has been a a long time coming. It has, and and it's pretty cool, right? Like I'm yeah. really Ricky. Yeah, it, it is cool to see something, and then to see you guys. Well, you've ridden it, but to see everyone ride it. About? Today was his first time ever riding it. I was excited to see Chris Kiefer's yeah. first yeah. ever yeah. lap on right. a Triumph today. I'm glad we can. I I, I was um I that that for me that's what is so special to see people's reaction, uh, hoping that they enjoy it and appreciate. It. I know that you guys appreciate it, but just seeing what uh, what has taken a while, and yeah, I think it went well today. I was really happy. It's this guy neat, did a lot I mean, right? too. This like, guy, yeah. I mean, we, we've been working on this thing for a while, and right. I feel like it's good. But until we had a day like today where other people can ride it, and first time you rode it, what, what was it? I mean, not not the bike, not the completed bike, but just something with uh, first time, twenty twenty, right after Daytona. Yeah, was, but that, they didn't have any, a chassis there. It was just like they had a, what, was, a couple swing arms. That was my some, first experience working with okay. the team, trying yeah. to yeah. navigate what they wanted to do. Yeah, and then yeah, from there I just. You know, not not consistently, but it started ramping up from sure. there because I was still doing the pro pro circuit testing for Mitch. You know, right. and well, I want to talk to you about that because you had a nice thing going with Bones and Mitch testing. Mm-hmm. 
You're working with Hamaker. You're working with somebody else I can't remember. Uh, uh, Ryder D. Francisco. Mark a little bit too. Ryder yeah, before D, that. Right. So you had a nice little thing going in California and everything else. And obviously Triumph in Georgia and developing a new motorcycle. And, you know, maybe maybe things go wrong with developing a motorcycle. I mean, probably before you had some – like you took a bit of a leap of faith, did, sure. didn't you? Did you feel like that? For sure. But by the time I had to make that decision, I, I saw the team they were assembling. That's what really intrigued me. A lot of the top top tier guys on this on this program, yeah. and uh, and just getting onto something ground floor that really intrigued me. Um, yeah, and just being involved at this level. You know, I was doing the race team stuff. I've never been involved on, you know, from the production from the ground floor. So. Yeah. And RC, you told me one of the first calls you made was the hot yeah, sauce. Yeah, hundred percent. Yes, ab absolutely. Um, and and tried calling Tickle also, but he was still active at the time, and and mm -hmm. and he could he he just declined. Uh, but uh, yeah, always wanted Ivan, of course. I mean, we got a great relationship, and he knows so much. He's so educated on what the bike's doing at a top level as well, not just uh, right. production wise, but a top level on the baseline. And I got to give a massive. Thanks to uh, Mitch from Pro Circuit because I didn't want to step on his toes. And I t spoke to him. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, I spoke to him before and told him, hey, this is what's going on without going into too much detail. But uh, would love to, you know, would love to have Ivan be a part of this, but not step on your toes. And, you know, right. if you say no and, and get out of here, I totally understand that. But I didn't want to, yeah. you know, go... You, uh, just my hey, loyalty. I was just talking to I was just talking to a, a, a deal for Pulp uh -huh. Next, and and I had to do a contract, and I was talking with like, Mitch. No, no, no. Oh. But I needed some advice. Mm -hmm. I called Peyton. Yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like I, I never wrote for the guy. Mm -hmm. I never worked for the guy. But I was like, I'm calling Mitch. Yeah, right. Because I, it was a contract language thing, and mm -hmm. some some annuities down the road. And I was like, What do you think? You, you yeah, know? there's plenty of times I've gone to him. For yeah, advice, oh, dude. You know, just yeah, good. Yeah. It, That's it's awesome. Really when you way. talk to him, and I mean, I've talked to him a little bit, my kid, and just things, he's very black and white. Yep. Yeah. He'll tell you how it is. And then you go away going, okay, I know what I'm getting, right? And you, and he gives you that advice where you know what to look for. You're like, okay, I know I'm getting a good deal. He just tells you black and white. Yeah. You know what to do, yeah. and you know what not to do. If yeah. that deal says this, you don't do it. If it says this, you take it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael, today, obviously, with, I mean, we've, we've known about the Triumph for a while. We've known the, yeah. but you look at Ricky, Ivan. Jeff Stanton, Ivan Cervantes, Clement DeSalle, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Edmondson is doing mm -hmm. some durability stuff over, yeah. over in the UK, and well, not maybe in him. <laughs> but, like, they're doing it right. Like, they're – I don't, I don't want to bring up other motorcycle manufacturers as yeah. guys who did it wrong, but I think we can think of some that did it wrong, brand-new bikes or whatever, or bikes into the American market even. Seems like, Michael, these guys are doing it right. Well, my biggest takeaway from today after meeting so much of the staff, seeing to the presentation, realizing the openness of these guys, I understand now why everybody we're talking about this room and, and we're talking about this event would sign up for something like this. I see now what you guys all saw in this. Because definitely at some point, I'm like, there's a part of me that is like, wow, what kind of paychecks do you guys get? How these guys all get convinced to jump on board this this idea, especially when I've heard talking to some of how long you guys have been doing it and how long you guys already signed up for beyond this. There's some serious trust there, but again, after meeting them all, I understand now why you guys are involved in this and, and what they must have shown you to make this happen. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I shouldn't 
speak for Ivan, but I think that I can in this regard. You step in if you think I'm wrong, but it starts with Rod, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, when when you've worked with someone at another manufacturer for so long and you've seen the results, his words speak for themselves, and he is a man, if he says he's going to do something, he does it. If he says he can't Mm -hmm. do it, he's going to tell you, I can't do it. So you build that trust in someone, and he said, hey, this is what's going on. This is what we are going to do. And, you know, it was a, it was a colonoscopy of questions that I had for him, (laughs) you know, because I just, I just didn't want it to be some half-baked deal. And, but not that I didn't trust him, but I had just had a lot of questions about Mm -hmm. it. And dude, he, he answered them all was clear and concise. And I, I never, I never double clutched one time. And I feel like he's great at getting the right people in the right spots, you know, like bringing the right people together. And it's been like that. It's been really good. Now, yeah. you tore your ACL a while ago. I did. Testing Triumph, I imagine, and then got it, had to get it fixed, right? And now yep. you're back on the bike. So that took you out, out for a little bit. Yeah. What do you do during that time? Like, I mean, you're, are you weighing in on testing and your thoughts on things? or like? Yeah. So every test, I was there. Oh, you know, sure. And just doing what I can from the sidelines and communicating with the, the riders yeah. and trying to bridge that gap with the engineers and the riders. And sure. It, it worked well, you know. And uh, obviously, I, I have some value on the bike. I've been doing it a long time. And. Yeah. We're back we're back on the bike. So um just got back back on the bike 2 weeks ago. Oh, was it just 2 weeks ago? I yeah, was yeah, that was my, today was my third third day really, back huh? on the bike. So So uh, we're going to talk more about, in depth about the bike later, embargo life. But um it seems like Are you guys embargoed? Well, ish. There's an ish. This one's yeah, allowed. It was a big controversy today. We're we're going <laughs> to dive into it. But one thing I took away from it and Michael let you jump in too. Uh <clears throat> everyone at Triumph is really happy with the horsepower to weight ratio. It seems like from the bars to the tire to the frame, they're really worried about weight, and they want to be the lightest bike, which I believe they're tied for the lightest bike right now. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they, they want to produce peak power, 250F. That's power is everything. And I think they did a good job of it, and that seemed to be the mission goal. Uh, uh, do you yeah. agree? Yeah, it was, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, just to make the bike as light as they can and as fast as you we can. Had our, we had our reference bikes. And those are the those are the bikes that we wanted to be as close to or better than poss- as as possible. Uh, you know, different. You know, as far as a reference bike, as far as chassis goes and engine goes, and the two fifty stuff, a hundred percent. And that yeah. was our benchmark. And, and but but it's no secret all the manufacturers do that. So, yeah. and we did as much as we could. There's no uh, bad bikes anymore. I don't feel like no. Michael. You would know more and keep Chris like. There's no bad bikes anymore. There's better bikes than others, yeah. but you can yeah. make any bike good, yeah. right? Right. But and everyone talks shit on Suzuki, but I feel like that that bike is needed right now because it helps the market because it's not as expensive. Yeah. So it gets people in the sport too. But so look at Ken Roxon. He won on it yeah. two weeks yeah. ago. I mean, you know. Right. Yeah. This that, guy that hated bike his, is, uh, that bike is oh one Cowie and kicked everyone's ass mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Said it was the worst bike ever. Yeah. <laughs> no. You know what it was? The nineteen ninety nine KX one twenty five. That one was slow, guy. Really? Slow oh my gosh. Um so it is it is there's four fifty coming down the road, uh, yeah. but it's two fifty to start. Uh and I guess Ivan with PC you've been riding two fifty F too. So I mean mm-hmm. you had a great career in four fifties, you, you graduated from the small bike class, but I guess like and between the PC and the Triumph 250, you've been back down to the small bikes for a long yeah. time. I've done a lot on small bikes, and, yeah. and it suits my style. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say better on it. Yeah, I'm probably better on a small bike. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, I could still ride a big bike. I've had some success, but you know, the 450s coming. I'm gonna, you know, be doing some of that development as well, and yeah. I'm excited for it. 
that, that the 450 would be a, a, a lot easier and a lot less time, mm-hmm. you know, just because so much stuff is already developed that we don't have to develop. Again. So I wrote I wrote a story for Racer X coming out in the next issue. Ricky, mm-hmm. I talked to you about yep. it for Dave Arnold, who I like I could talk to Dave Arnold. For hours, <laughs> yeah, I, I right. love Dave's memories. Fantastic. Have you t- Michael, have you done much with Dave Arnold over the years? A couple. T- I've had lunch with him with Ross a couple times yeah. and just listened to just, the two of them. I could sit there for hours. I have lunch. so much respect for him when he told me about how he used to put the Honda Works bikes frames on a jig and mm-hmm. move them around and weld them all night and then test them in the morning. You know, I just the guy's phenomenal. I'll start with you, Chris. How much have you worked with Dave Arnold on uh, the production side of things, and, and what's your experience with him? Um, I don't have much interaction with Dave. He he, he does you know, interact with the production team at times, but he's mostly Ivan's guy and Ricky's guy, so he directly goes to the race team. But a lot of his influence that he's since he's been here has leaked into the production stuff. So uh, even though I haven't seen it firsthand, I know that it's, like, hey, it's, 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 it's been trickled down to us right. So because of Dave. And Ivan mm-hmm. working with Dave? I mean, he's basically like my traveling partner when we go to Atlanta. Oh, you know, we he? share a rental car. Yeah. You know, we get to... You know, pick his brain. I've learned a lot. Yeah. yeah. The dude's super smart. Yeah. You know, he's an awesome dude, too. He's he's cool to hang out with. There's, like, know. nothing he hasn't done, man. <laughs> yeah, it's unreal. Really, his stories his yeah. stories are unreal. Unreal. And, I mean, even post-Honda, uh, Geico hired him. He worked mm-hmm. with Eli and John for a little while, right, doing their stuff. He went to Rockstar Husky for Bobby Hewitt, who runs the race team at Toronto. I mean, Dave, yes, in the 80s, he was the man and all that, but he's still very relevant in now. He's influenced from the background, Yes. Quite a bit over the years, yeah. yeah. For and, sure. and Ricky, I feel like the older generation like that, they still have so much to offer because even though engineering has picked up immensely, but I still feel there is an element to all of this to where the basics still matter. Mm-hmm. And those guys have done it, seen it. They did all of the work themselves. Not so much computer happening. They had to figure it out, mm-hmm. trial and error. And so I feel like guys like that that have that experience at that level – are, are, are tremendous. You, you need guys like him that are seasoned, that's been around. You just can't have a smart guy jump into our sport and expect it to be good. It doesn't work like that. You've got to be around a sport. You've got to be an enthusiast. You have to know. And then what's cool about Dave is he's just not stuck in his ways. He's strong-minded right. about him, but he's open-minded enough mm-hmm. to let things in. So that's what I think. And you know, like strong, uh, strong-minded in a good way, and, yeah. and, and rightfully so, he should be that way because yeah. it is probably best yeah. right no for sure yeah if you believe it's not something, strong-minded you gotta... in a negative way no it, it he's yeah. he's right for it yeah. okay know, so man. take off your triumph hats here yeah you three uh-huh. <laughs> yeah okay. no problem and, and michael i'll start with you because you're unbiased i'm not even unbiased. <laughs> holy shit come okay. on what do you like about the bike um, I talked to Ricky quite a bit about this after I rode for a minute. Number one is chassis. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that comes from, I feel like so many of your current bikes, touch feel is becoming an issue, like slap downs, little stuff, just stuff you feel through your hands, just certain harshnesses you can't get away from. And then also bikes becoming a little bit knife edged, getting them so up on the nose, trying to get them to turn. I go to some intros and it's like trying to find the balance point with them sometimes is a little bit of work. I was super impressed out of the box at balance. And then I felt like that your guys' base setting was like a little bit almost conservative, like neutral. And then I wanted to see, okay, you know, like I was all these guys have been going up on the nose. Like how much can I make this thing turn? Could change the yokes. Yeah. Change yolks. Yolks. Change yeah. The yolks. Oh, when they said yolks the first yolks time I was over there, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm surprised I didn't hear. Scrambled eggs and Yeah. Yolks. Like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't hear <laughs> stanction more often. Yeah. I was waiting for that one. Uh, Chris, what about you? Uh, um, man, it's, 
for if if I'm just thinking about it, I really enjoy the engine, honestly. Um, like Ricky said, there's been a lot of days where I've had a lot of the other bikes here, and then you break it all down in numbers. And for me, um, you have to have enough torque in 250 class, right? Because in the small bore class, you got to have an engine. You can have a bitch and chassis, but if there's no engine, then what are you going to do with it, right? So I like that we have actually have torque, and then. Not just torque, because you got to have something that pulls you around when you're when you're, you're hauling around around the track. So for me, it has enough torque to get you out of a corner. I think about uh, us vet guys that get older. We're lazy. You might be in third gear. It has a good pickup. So like, if you need to get back up in it, it's there for you. And then it just pulls very far. So mm -hmm. it's kind of a blend of it'll it allowed you to be a little bit lazy if you're lazy. And then it'll pull a, a fast, hyperactive B kid that wants to rev out. You know, it, it allows that too. So it's a nice blend of an engine. Ivan? Yeah, I would agree with him. And on chassis, I think it goes down to that light, nimble feel. It really is a light, nimble bike. Yeah. And yeah. that engine only, you know, optimizes that. How, um, obviously, it's a production bike for made for many people of skip. How much slower is it than a PC race bike? I mean, the stock production bike? Yeah. Man, I mean, hard. That's, that's hard. That's, that's a tough well, one. I know. I, well, I'm just trying to, like, obviously we know, you know, what a, what a race bike is, but. I mean, this thing, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. Okay. I mean, you, okay. rode, you rode a hunter's bike. You can well, answer that question. Bike was faster. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Hunter's yeah. bike was better, uh, motor-wise. Yeah, but it's, was, it's, but the, the production trend? bike isn't going to be a PC. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what do you, what do you, what, when you're testing a bike and, and you know, you, you've got, you're like, a new school guy, you've been, you haven't been retired that long, but you, you, your reputation is starting to take off with testing, right? Whether it was with mm -hmm. Bones uh, and the, the PC team, which I heard a lot about, or now with Triumph, which I didn't hear much about, but we could see the product. You're becoming a real good uh, reputation for a test rider. So, um, and I've asked Ricky this question too, like, you're also faster than 95% of us. Uh, so how do you test for yourself? How do you think about hey, man, Tubby Mathis is going to ride this thing and he's going to want this or, you know, a vet guy or mm. what? Like, how do you act like that? Because well, some that, that fast side of guys don't make good testers. That side of it's new to me. Right. Um, typically, I've only done the race team stuff, which is, you know, go as fast as you can. And right. the closer I could get to their speed, I feel like it carries over to them, the settings. Um, so I would go as fast as I can. Right. But when I've been doing some production stuff, I try to just, you know, switch my brain. You yeah. know, go a little slower, try to think of how... An average guy would ride and what would he want yeah. and i feel like we we've hit it and i thank god we have chris he's done oh, a lot of that he's yeah. done a lot of that work here we go um so he's been super helpful yeah. you know what i mean and um was it always kyb yes was it always, yeah. like from the mm -hmm. first times you guys got on it yeah, yeah? okay yeah. which i feel is a good package like, yeah myself personally i i think that kyb from uh um Getting it, getting the setting right, your window is a bit bigger. I mm -hmm. think that Showa does work good, yep. but the window is much narrower, much narrower. Now that was at a professional level. I don't, I don't know if it's that the same at a production level. And you guys have way more experience than me in that. But mm -hmm. is it the same kind of in in production? It's the same. There's yeah. a lot of comfort within a KYB. Yeah. And for me, I always say like a Showa is a performance based fork and shock, mm -hmm. like so, really yeah. good for toughness, right? Yeah. But if you need comfort, it's hard to get some of that with Showa. So yeah. KYB has more of the comfort side than yep. Showa setting. He's exactly right. Uh, yep. Was exactly. it ever a cable clutch or was it always hydraulic? Uh, it was always hydraulic, was right? It? Yeah, right? Yeah. 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 See, always hydraulic. I'm a cable clutch guy. Are you? I hate hydraulic Oh, so Kiefer, yeah. I don't know what he did, but he Kiefer, got me what my about Yamaha. You? 
and he got the, my bike with the GYTR hydraulic on it, which is an aftermarket thing that Yamaha does. I'm never going back. Really? I'm, I'm, You're a hydraulic I'm a hydraulic guy. Really? Why? Oh, so wow. then when I saw that the, the Brembo on the yeah. Triumph, I'm like, yes, hydraulic guy. I, I don't know. I love it. Love it. You know, Michael, you talked about like the deflection or lack thereof, the d- deflection. I will say this, uh, Chris, before you came on and, and was a huge help, we worked really hard on that chassis to get it to, to that spot. Mm-hmm. Hours and hours and like banging it in the engineer's heads like, hey, it, it, we, we, anytime we had that feeling, mm-hmm. we'd be like, nope, nope, we got to get rid well, of this or I, something. I, I can imagine from your guys' standpoint, again, if you know, okay, we're going to use KYBs, we're going to use these tires, these wheels. There's a lot of parts out there you already yeah. know what what you're going to get from that. So yeah. what is it your guys' job to do? Make the chassis work, and if you know Triumph can build a good engine, I'm guessing that pretty much puts you in position. This is the thing yeah. that has to be right because – exactly right. Not to say the rest of it would be easy, but you probably had more confidence and, hey, we can nail the targets on the other yeah, items. The, the hard parts of stuff that, that have to be manufactured that you can't just change mm-hmm. like that and pick to change, yeah. that's where we, we really put in extra mm-hmm. effort and, and, and really, I mean, triple-checked everything in that department. Yeah. I have some complaints. Let yeah, me know go, when you want to hear them. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious. The gas cap is hard to get off. <laughs> <laughs> That's, right? that's facts, though. Dude, gas cap is, is hard to get is off. It? I don't yeah. know what's going Torx on. Torx on, on the Torx YZ 125s. I used to hit it with my knee and knock really? it off. Yeah. Oh, so you also oh, Tedesco's <laughs> coming and like we did, we did that on purpose. No, I'm just, Tedesco told no, the designers one day, "Hey, man, my YLT bikes, I knocked it off with my cap." So <laughs> did he? So that why the I did. Shit? You did it. I did it. Come on, at Mercy oh, Supercross. Oh. I used to do it during the week, and you know, you know, when you could put it like, back on. But I don't know if I just have like big mitts or something, but it's so tiny, and you can't break it. Right. So do I blame Chris? No. Is I don't know. Who, well, I don't even know whose department that would. I don't, it's not of our department. That's <laughs> okay, design. So that's that's got to be a design. Design. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My second complaint. Torx <laughs> bolts to adjust the, the, the levers, the levers. Everything. Like, what are we doing? No one has Torx. Welcome, they don't to, make gra- welcome to Great Britain. Welcome. Yeah, they do. The they European, do? it's Torx yeah, a lot. Great Britain. Yeah. Welcome to what? Great Britain. Not just Europe, but especially, I feel like specifically UK is a lot of Torx. Yeah, Torx. What are we doing? Anything good? You got anything good complaints? Um, yeah, you 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 told me you liked the engine. No, I did. Yeah, I felt You're like, like... dude, even me, it pulls I, me good. I, I'm way too heavy, and I felt like second and third. I it felt revs. Like the thing are you a 250 guy now? Strong. I mean, tell, again, I'm way too heavy for it. You know? Tell RC and Ivan about your feeling about a 250. Tell them. Yeah, like... <laughs> like this guy has been going on and, and, and about this stupid 350 that KTM has. And he's like, it's the great bike. It's Church of Three. He made some T-shirts and shit. Uh-huh. And I rode a 350 years ago, and it was garbage. And I ride a 450 now. Yeah. And I'm not in the greatest shape. But today, on the 250, I was, like, not getting tired. as you, My arms weren't pumping up. Like, at one point, I looked at my watch. I've been out there for, like, 21 minutes, which is, trust me, guys. Yeah. 21 <laughs> minutes is the long most. <laughs> uh, and I was and I was not tired, and I was able to throw the thing wherever I wanted to go, and it was light. And I was like, "Is this like what's happening?" Right? Like, I'm like, I'm good. I'm still. <laughs> so is that a 450 to a 250 thing? It's cr- I-, I get more tired riding the 250. Okay, so there we go. I, do I need to get a 350? Yeah. But Yamaha, I love Yamaha. How do we do that? You better talk to him. Talk, <laughs> talk to TP. Better talk to him. TP. So, do you know what I'm saying? I, I really enjoyed that. Like, I I thought it was so great. So, do you think it was because it was a 250 or because of our bike's that good? 
<laughs> He's got to tread lightly. He's a Yamaha Influencer guy. here. Yeah, no, listen. Uh, I cleared this test with Yamaha beforehand. They're more than happy to... Here's Dude, let me ask... Here's Go my ahead. theory. So yeah. I was thinking to myself out there, like, do I need to get, I was all in my head, like, do I need reconsider? to reconsider? Do you need to reconsider? I don't know, man. <laughs> do we got to go work on a new deal for you? I don't know. Well, the thing is, there's a guy coming in the room here soon, I think, that could work that out for you. I, I mean, but then now I'm thinking of this guy in his damn 350. No. Older about. guys maybe have trouble with technique, tired, uh, corner speed. I think the lighter, less powerful bike will help those guys. Our, I'm like RC, a 450. I can ride it smoother with less like effort. effort so I don't get as tired. But for you, I think it's better to go lighter with less power until you get better. He just called you old, yeah, like slow. slow <laughs> That's fine. See, I'm, dude, I'm really? Screwed no. I'm screwed up because I'm right in the middle. I'm not as good as them, and I'm better than you. So for mine, it usually has to do with track. If a track's tight, I love a 250. 450 yeah. makes me want to shoot myself because it's too much right. work for me on a tight track. Yeah. Big open track, give me a 450 right. all day. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I was all jacked up out there thinking about how much fun I was having and flick mm -hmm. and I was like some of those turns I was like oh, I'm gonna go inside all right just move the bike inside and go you right? know what I think I like about the 250 now I'm learning to like it better than the 450 is on the faster tracks to your point I don't I don't feel like I'm going so fast <laughs> and it's, uh, I'm always thinking something's gonna go wrong yeah I'm always like all the time when I ride now I'm always scared something's gonna go wrong so I have I don't like the high speed yeah Hmm. It's um, weird. Something. But you're probably going just as fast on the 250, though, right? I know. Or, That's the well, thing. Jeannie's got the stopwatches. Like she can go yeah, in the back right? and look. And right? we can, we can That's go, right. We can go back. I was going to joke and say, fourth gear on a 450 is scary. I feel like yeah. a lot of local tracks have gone pretty tight. Everyone's all shoved Dude. somewhere that's pretty open. And I'm, I'm if you're on a 450, you click fourth, you're like... I'm going for a ride. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. No, I was really enjoying it, and I was thinking Good, to myself, man. I'm not getting arm pump, and I'm not getting tired. What yeah. is going on? You yeah. know, because you just know how you feel. Well, I'm right? glad you popped your 250F Cherry with Triumph today. That was nice. Well, I rode Hunter's yeah. bike, but... Yeah. Uh, Ricky, for you, yeah. like... I, and I asked you this before, but not, not on this show. Like, mm -hmm. you're a bajillionaire, and you have 15 titles... And you've already got a full-time job calling Supercross mm -hmm. during the week. And mm -hmm. God knows those meetings. I hear that they have 18 meetings a week. So you're, you're involved in those meetings. No, that's Weege and, and uh, JT, oh, but okay. they, they sign up for those meetings. Okay. I keep right. telling them, like, dude, you guys are way too nice. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are way too nice. Just ignore a few my, of those. My point is, is like, like, your, your, uh, your plate is full uh -huh. and your legacy is secure. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to work as hard as what it appears you're working for Triumph, like mm -hmm. from the outside. Like, yeah. So why'd you want to do it? Why, why'd you, you know? That's a great question. So at the time when um, I got the Triumph offer, it, was some, it came at the right time. Like I wanted to be part of something and build from the ground up. I had never done anything like that before. And I wanted to be able to share the knowledge and things that I have learned in the past with other manufacturers that I think could help produce what we did, to, what you guys rode today. So that was one reason why. And at the time you go back, this is 2019 when we were having talks. I mean, I, my TV deal wasn't for sure at mm -hmm. the time. So that was one reason, you know, just having something to fall back on. And, and because I love it, not because I have to do it because I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy it. And it doesn't, it's, it's not hard physical work for me. It's time consuming. Right. But, um, but I also, you know, like I give like bringing you on, you know, and bringing other people and putting them in certain positions that, um, 
really they, they do the work. So almost like a GM putting the right people in place. I like, that's what I like to do. So they really do all the hard work. And, you know, I bust uh, JH's chops all the time, but he does a lot of the work, you know, on the marketing side w when it comes to my stuff mm -hmm. and promoting stuff and yeah. things like that. So it's just, you know, I do do a lot. I spend a lot of time away from home, but at the same time I enjoy it. And it's not, it's not too much because don't, if it was too much for sure, I wouldn't do yeah. it. I mean, I tell JH no all the time. That means like, Hey, you want to go do this? I'm like, Nope. No. And Chris, like, no, nope. I, I know we haven't been able to talk about it, but mm -hmm. you've been busy. Yeah. You, th this dude hates leaving the high desert. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, I make a joke. Remember ET, the movie ET? Yeah. And the longer ET was away from the planet. It's the first movie I ever saw in the movies. Oh. E.T. He shriveled up. Remember, he got all white yeah. and like all gross looking because yeah. he was away That was from him home. walking into Ontario Airport to come here. <laughs> yeah, that's him when he leaves the high desert. Like yeah. the longer he's gone, he starts freaking out. And anyways, you've gone overseas a bunch. Yeah. You've gone to Georgia. Like you've been busy. Well, the thing what I wanted to comment with Rick, you were saying earlier was like, it's about people. Yeah. Um, you know how I am with people. Um, you meet someone. Um, you, I'm around them, you get vibes, you get all these things. And when I got asked to do this, you know, I met some key people and I wanted to be a part of that because of the people, the people make the product, right? right. If the people are POSs, then I'm out. I yeah. look at the person first and then the product second. Right. So for me, what they were saying, they put this team of people together. Right. Mm -hmm. I saw that and I'm like, I would love to be a part of that. And we talked about it earlier, like, yeah. He goes in in these dinner meetings. He's like a damn college football coach. It gets me pumped up, you know, like how he talks and speaks. And then it's like motivating, you know? So like being around the people is what makes me be less ET. I go to these tests and I enjoy being around the production team. I enjoy trying to make stuff better. That's what I love. I love riding. You know how much I love oh, riding God, dirt bikes. Yeah. Like when I see stuff get better, I'm like excited, you know, it makes me happy. So that, that's why, just because of the people, that's what started. Ex you're, you're a hundred percent right. And, and to your point, yes, I've, I've been successful. I'm in a great spot, Yeah. but, um, you know, it's the people is why, why I take a positions. Title, but, I mean, you got to put <laughs> everything else. I know. <laughs> Dang it. Just not a redo, one. redo, but I, I'm not, and I'll tell you, I'm not a, I'm not a day to day. I, I, I haven't put in the sweat equity that these two guys have, but I'm more of a, I'm, I'm a 30,000 foot view guy. I'm the, I'm the brand guy. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to do the day to day stuff. I'm not in like, so that's where I feel like it might seem like I'm super busy on the outside, which yeah. I am. Yeah. I have enough on my plate. I don't need any more, but you put the right people in place. I think someone told me this one time, like, you know, a way to make yourself look really good is hire people that are, that are better than you. And a lot of people won't hire people that are better than you because they're scared that they're going to lose their position. Mm -hmm. And I've never been that way ever, 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 ever. And I, so you guys are better at what you're doing than I'm, than I am. So you, you, you put the right people in place. That's what's fun to me. Putting I, the right for people. For you, you're living in California. Mm -hmm. The headquarters in Georgia, obviously European stuff going on as well. But so you're going to be doing a lot of commuting. That's yeah. kind of your deal. Yeah, just back and forth, you know, five days at a time or, yeah. you know, whatever it takes. Yeah. Could we see some Loretta's? No. <laughs> no? No? That was well, quick. About that, that was boom. no hesitation. No? I, I've had times where I'm like, dude, that'd be fun. Right. But I just know once I get there and I'm sitting on the line, I'll be like, what am I doing here? Yeah, yeah. You'll be like me, like 
when you, I when I raised that, yes. Oh, he has that every year. It, it oh, sounds so you fun. You talk about it, dude. Loretta's. Dude, you think about you're it. Going this year. Oh, it was the first. It was like the first four laps of the first moto at Loretta's, and I said to myself, I'm, "I am a, an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing out here?" And I was yeah. miserable the whole time. You're yeah. not doing a good. It wasn't trying to sell them. It yeah, wasn't no, like right. I thought it was, and yeah. remembered it. Now the bikes were ten times. I feel like Loretta's for me on a 450. The track is way too small for a 450. Yeah. I could see that. I With these guys though, Steve, like. They're, when they go to these races, I feel like there's more pressure on these guys oh, yeah. than an average guy no, because Jeremy Martin they're expected to do it. Yeah, and he what? beat me at the area because yeah. I raced a pro sport. <laughs> and everybody freaked out like Jeremy yeah. Martin beat Ricky Carmichael. Yeah, that's what I'm You're saying. Like, Dude, I'm just trying to. <laughs> I was probably hung over that day. <laughs> Who knows? Well, I did do Mammoth Bet weekend one time. Dude, I didn't have How fun. How was that? Yeah, no. It's more intense than racing yeah. in an outdoor national. Because it, you it's know fun. you show up, you need to win. Yeah. And if it's You're not judged. a win, it's, yeah. I didn't have fun. That's why yeah, I'll be honest. Do you yeah, enjoy right. it? I still love it. Yeah, because really? I don't have the pressure like you guys do. But like, is it? Pr- See, I don't know. Like, if it's the for me, I don't think it's the pressure. Like, I don't, I don't go there thinking, man, I gotta beat this guy or whatever. I just, I, I just don't enjoy that. But you guys did it so much, and that was your life, and you grinded day in and day out. I never did that, right? So I don't have that feeling like you guys do, and I can see why. Like, it's gnarly. People don't understand. Not only everything that they got to do, right? But they got to travel and then they got to show up to the race and actually do the damn thing and have the job. And if they don't do it, then you got all these people looking at you. It's under a microscope. Vital MX forum starts saying, you know, (laughs) Tedesco's washed up. Yeah. Tedesco sucks. Yeah. Oh, I saw plenty of that, Dan. And I was, <laughs> hey, I was, I was so you guys up. are tripping on a like a six-hour embargo. How, try five-year embargo, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, no. That was brutal. Hey, listen, man. That, it was, was him, that was brutal, dude. Yeah. Whether it was him <laughs> or you, I, I had some conversations with yeah. you. Uh, Jeff, uh, I... Yeah, just nothing, dude. You guys yeah. knew I couldn't Kona say silence. anything. Yeah, like, I think <laughs> I knew about hot sauce for a while, but yeah, Kona silence. Just, well, until Savachi screwed it up. Did Savachi screw it up? Savachi was on the show that day, and know, he kind of just blew it out. And I'm like, I'm like yeah. backing away. Oh, dude, I'm pissed. I'm like, oh, permission. as soon as I heard it, I'm like, I'm texting. I'm like, dude, so he can say stuff, and now here I am, been tight-lipped, people just ruining me on social media for no. I'm like, dude, this is why are you guys coming at me? I didn't do anything. <laughs> right. Uh, like Joey told me that's he had your permission, guy. so I don't know. <laughs> Like, uh, that's yeah, Joey's like, yeah, I'm riding. Right. I'm next year. I'm 450. And we're like, what? What? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, no, I, I was like, are you? I, <laughs> I know, right? Because, yeah. like, right. You, you just, we ain't saying anything, dude. Right, right. <laughs> um, but anyway. 450's coming. And, yeah, that'll be a, a you know chance to, to ride that bike. And, yeah. I mean, is it going to, uh, never mind. No, you can't say anything. Okay, never mind. Yeah. We'll, we'll move on. But, uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little more, more about riding the actual motorcycle. Myself, Kiefer, and Michael Lindsay later on. Uh, t- Ivan, you, you joined the Suzuki team. You were buddies with Ricky. Join the Suzuki team, move to the goat farm. You know, um, what was that like? Take us back to being teammates with that guy. Yeah, it was cool, man. Uh, yeah, we had a good time. It was good times. Was yeah, it? yeah, fun it time of my career. You, like at first, or I mean, a court. I mean, no. riding with this guy, training. Yeah, of course. There yeah. was days like yeah, I suck on a dirt bike. You know yeah. what I mean? But I learned a lot from this dude. Um, yeah, it was it was good times. It was, he, that came that came at a really fun time too for me when you're at Suzuki because I was on my way out. Yeah. I knew I was going to be retiring, and to be able to mentor him and how well he did in '96 at the beginning. Oh six. Or oh six. Oh six. Yeah, like it, that 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 came at a perfect it, time. It, it was pretty surprising. Point. You never managed to win a 450 uh, race with Suzuki, or like Supercross wise. 
like it seems like you start getting better and then injury and then yeah, hey, Ivan's back and then oh like you could never seem to string together enough races. Every year, my 450 career yeah. was an injury. Yeah. Yeah. Which it seemed like it, you never climb when you do that, right? And then ironically, on the bike that you absolutely hated, you dominated Lakewood did the, National. Yeah. Go figure. That was a good outdoor season. That for thing me. was I a hated pile, bike, dude. But <laughs> I, he's, he's like, you need to ride this thing one time. <laughs> but we were out the at the one track. time I, was, I had a period where I was healthy. <laughs> yeah. And I got, and was got able a, to get a fit. And you a yeah, exactly. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. For sure. That you thing guys, was of course, across the nation's teammates as well. Um, what's the one thing that you could take away that you look back now that you learned from him when you got there? Mm, just the dedication that this really? dude had, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel I know everybody would probably say that. Like, but the dudes, I don't know. Like dudes, for they, me, it's normal. Like, no, I know, but it's not normal for a lot of people in the industry. The the level of dedication. You never say. complain though. No, I, and I'm see, not that's, scared of hard work. That's no, not no, no, normal. you're not. That's yeah, not scared. normal either. The comp- not complaining. He's strong minded, oh, dude. dude. Trust yeah. like so. I I I've I've spent some time with Ernesto. He used to complain all the time. He <laughs> I mean, sleep on the drive to the track. Like this is too much. And was it? He's hard? like, dude. Yeah. I mean, he's I, like, I'm this miserable. this bike. I'm yeah. just a fifth place guy. That's all I am. I'm just a fifth place guy. You think going on this bike ride is going to make a difference? I'm like, dude, you are that close to being a third place guy all the time. And I said, yeah, at that at that level. That yeah, stuff makes it. that makes the difference. Well, that what, takes the, you from third, third. There to was an infamous day I heard from Peyton that Casey was like, "He's only winning because you're giving him a better bike." Casey Johnson, and, yeah. and apparently it was like, "Here's his bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ride it." Like, like yeah. if you think we're giving Ricky better stuff, and like mm-hmm. that's why he's winning, mm-hmm. go ride his bike. I was all, uh, I was all twisted up uh, in '97 because uh, I didn't, I didn't have work suspension, and K Dub had work suspension, yeah, yeah. and. Yeah, um, Bones always used to say, "How'd that? How'd that uh, kit suspension work for you today?" Yeah. Huh? He loved it. He loved it. <laughs> he would. Yeah. Ivan, we went, we went to RC's place in '99. I was working for Red Dog, yeah. Nolene, and I was in, back in Florida. I think I've told you the story. Yeah. We went to RC's place for for yeah. two days. I guess I don't. Timmy wanted to go, and JT was there too. And it was a sand track in the middle yeah. of a grass field. Just I don't even know where it was. Spring Hill Road. Okay, mm-hmm. and. Jeannie said three thirties. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and like it was really? June in Florida. Really? Yes. So Timmy makes it two and a half. JT does two. I can't find Timmy at one point. He's laying in the grass. He's just <laughs> he's out in the grass. JH has to get him an IV that night. He was really so done. This dude does the three thirties on a KX125. Timmy's out. JT's out. You know. Then you didn't do. Your turns, yeah. Oh, and you, dude, I hated back, those. And your mom was like so mad at you for not doing turns. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the driveway going, I can't believe this. Yeah. <laughs> on his deathbed, yeah. JT's dead. And this dude did the 330s on a KX 125 yeah. and didn't do the turns, and she's losing it. I'm losing it. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is another level. Like, this is, <laughs> this is, dude. Well, dude like nobody's ready with, for this. When I work with Johnny O, which they're, they're the yeah. same, same person, right? Yeah. Like he would have me some days have three forties. Really? Oh, at one point, at one point, he he got an off-road tank on my bike. He talked Frankie, my mechanic, and put <laughs> hour hour and a, I think hour and a half motos. I did it one day, and I'm like. It wasn't that bad, honestly. But I'm like, dude, the thing sucks with the big tank. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't hey, ride this thing. We did 340s one time when when Ernesto was there. It was when he was on the 125s at Honda. And uh, Craig Decker was there with oh, us. Yeah. And he did it. And he... he, he the third one Decker hurt. On, the yeah. third one hurt. He Always. was on the uh, Mach Yamaha. Oh, Mach 1 Yamaha. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He was on there. Mm-hmm. 
the the third moto, like Ernesto was just riding around and he didn't wear his jersey for the moto. He just suited up, no jersey. He's like, I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it. And I, it was, it was. He, honestly, he was just rolling around. I'm like, yeah. you should have just pulled. Timmy over. was white as a ghost. Jh had to get an IV from some guy. Dude, yeah, he, my buddy JT Terry. Was like, I'm not Terry even going out there for the third moto. I'm not even like, I'm I'm out. Yeah. And this dude's out there on a. 1. I mean, my son's at staying with Brownie. Yeah. And he, Brownie's training. And we talk about Ricky. And then mm. Brownie says the same stuff. Like, he's yeah. like, it was just every day you show up, you, you had just, to do the work. You stack it, right? You just start just, stacking it. Stacking. And, 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 and Dude, there were times, remember, when we practice on Fridays? Yeah. And then take Saturday off, race Sunday? I would fly home Monday from the Nationals. No, no, no. I would, fly, I would ride Thursday morning. And then fly in, fly in Thursday night. So I I would take Monday off. I'd ride Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Then I'd practice Friday at Dude. the track. Oh take Saturday God. off. <laughs> I had two days off. That, that was standard procedure. Yeah. And it was like. That's and your body, res- your body responded to that load. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I never got sick. So when I hear people say, man, I got, I'm overtrained. I'm like, how? <laughs> and it's not a, I'm just, I'm just, I'm actually curious. Yeah. How, how could that be possible? Right. But it happens. But a lot of it is the mental workload too of it, right? Of just doing that. Hey, can you tell them a quick story? And I know we're going off, off the reservation here, but tell Can you tell them the best day you ever had at the farm? <laughs> Dude, go for it. You can. That was good. Yeah. So, so we went to an Elton John. Concert. I was retired at this okay. stage. I think I was riding for yeah, Honda. You were. For Honda you were. I mean, we tied one on. Like okay. I, I, I was. Elton, we John. Were, uh, Elton John, his last tour. Okay. Yeah. Seen yeah, that four about, tours ago. <laughs> like full. Yeah. Just yeah. He comes to Tallahassee. Out. One of those nights. Yeah. I'm like on the way to the track. Piano Man's a good song, dude. Yeah, that's Billy Joel. Sorry. I don't remember it, but yeah. But on the way to the track, I'm so bad. Just the next morning. Yeah. So I get there. I'm not. I don't know how I'm going to do this. The best day I ever had at the farm. <laughs> really? Yeah, ask Big Rick about it. Just, times, yeah, times were good. I mean, I, my oh, Big I Rick was it. was tuning for him it. during the week. I don't I don't know how. He's it like, happened. dang, you're on at it today. You need to do. You need to go to Elton John more often. <laughs> I don't know how you made. I don't, I don't know, know how, how you made that. it to the track that morning. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like a page out of Reed's book. Yeah, dude. But I, you know, I had to show up. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, let's quickly, that's let's like touch, dogger yeah. lifestyle right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's touch Supercross on, and then we got the X-Brand goggles yeah. tear-offs, and then we'll go to commercial break here on the show. Uh, Ivan Tedesco, Ricky Carmichael, uh, Michael Lindsay, Chris Kiefer. Um, okay, so it's hard to win Supercross mm-hmm. as a rookie. You know that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jet kind of threw it away. Still has a points lead, though. So I think if you were to balance everything out to make two mistakes, the first crash and then the second one with Vince, and to have the red plate, I mean, that's pretty good, Ricky. Yeah, right? I th- think he's doing well. I think that this weekend was a hard uh, lesson learned for him. Um, rarely do you have a nice lead like that in the 450 class, especially this year, um, and, and blow it, you know making the hard call you got you you do it all the time he messed up that was completely on him it was no one's fault but himself and um you know he's just gonna learn he's learned a lot this year and so what i i look for in him is that he rarely makes the same mistake twice i thought it was out of pocket for him to run into the back of uh freezy Mm -hmm. um not like i'm i know how he's coached and you have to look ahead and look where you're going Maybe it was the end of the race. Maybe he let his emotions get the best of him, but two out-of-pocket mistakes uh, that you can't make. But, 
you know, I, I still chalk it up to it's, it, it's, it's a learning year. If it is anything like what, if it's anything like what I experienced, I feel like the rookie years, it's so easy to get caught in a, in a, in a, in a web, you know, and you're just like, things are happening so much faster and it's like, you don't have a chance to breathe. And I just feel like that's, he's been in that situation a couple of times this year, but he has crawled his way out, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, it's going to be fun to see how it plays out. I think these next couple of weeks are going to be really important for a couple of reasons. I think Eli's going to be pretty good. I do. I think he's yeah. going to make it down to the stretch. Okay, so JT and I've been battling, which we always do, but I just look, Eli was amazing in Dallas. Uh, it's a good stadium for him. He hasn't won. He's in his longest winless drought of his full. Is he? Yeah, four, full time four fifty ride career. Mm. And really? Like I'm not take. He can still win races and he can podium. But what do you need to see from him? I just I. See him win. What do you need yeah, to see? Yeah, I got to see him win, right? Like I mean that that should have been a third, with a crash, right? Still great ride. Should have been a third. We got we got Glendale going on. Um, I'm just I don't see the same consistency out of him. I see more of the Cowie days yeah. up and down from him. And, you know, he kind of fixed that on the Yamaha and coming off a bad injury. He's a year older. I feel like Webb's been better than him. I 100%. feel like Jet's been better than him. I feel like Chase until the injury. Anderson's than him. been good. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I'm, I'm not there yet. I just think he's a little off, you know, um, they made some changes. Do yeah. you know, I don't know exactly what changes they made on that, that off week. So um, they had time to finally make make it better. They made it better. His results were better. He was riding extremely well. Um, he got hooked up a little bit there, yeah. you know, for a couple mm-hmm. positions better. But before that, I mean, he was he was mm-hmm. he came up a long ways. Him and Kenny actually. Yeah. Kenny rode really well too. Yeah, he was I wasn't fast. There, but so Kel don't was earlier, yeah, like Kenny don't the crash was. Do cool. not be, do not sleep. Came through. How was his actual speed? Lap time was like yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, he was third, third. Was he? He was. I mean, I was watching. Third like, in traffic. And we yeah. we didn't pan back on the on the broadcast yeah. much, but I was watching the time and scoring. I'm like, dude, he's he's coming up. Those two guys did really really well. So, I think for Eli, I think that they did get the bike better. I think that he rode the best he's ridden. I think he rode this past weekend in Arlington. And he gets he gets fire at a track that he's the winningest rider at, mm-hmm. and I I feel like in this sport it all it takes is that one little if he wins mm-hmm. if he wins this week it's just like oh okay that's how it is right Ivan if for assuming Jet's the favorite he's got the points lead he's the next kid right who's his biggest competition it, it, in your eyes is it Webb. Eli Ooh Webb I think Webb, Webb. is okay yeah. yeah that dude blows me away like. At Dallas, he, I wouldn't say he sucked all day, but he was pretty yeah, average, he did. right? He's, he sucked. He's, For him, he yeah. sucked. For him, yeah. yeah. Dude, he, the, how he pulls that off. I mean, he was average in his heat race, too, right? He wasn't great. Oh, he got his doors blown off. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. How he can go he in the main. It. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. Dude. He's special right? in that yeah. way. Yeah. I, I think, like, something like that is you can't teach that. No. No. Yeah. It's unteachable. Right. That quality or that trait. He likes to be pissed off. That's how he performs. Like, he yeah. likes to get his buttons pushed and he he enjoys it he's like yeah, yeah do that to me i love it like hey you you suck tonight yeah tell me i want to know like if i suck great thank you for telling me that and then boom yeah like that. but i wonder what the environment is for him all day when he's sucking like that is the team I, cool with it because no, like, that's a big harsh. thing yeah, i think they're on him yeah yeah, yeah. star so. doesn't yeah. fool around like that right yeah yeah well, I, I think mean, even I, sending I the go. podium, they pretty much, his words were, they sat me down and pretty much told me, mm-hmm. you're yeah. riding like shit. And I've, 
even try i've witnessed them kind of do that so i'm down mm-hmm. like hey really? it's not the bike it's you buddy yeah and yeah. but he's i think one of riders that you can do that to he responds well to that yeah, yeah. which i kind of joke i mean i well, feel bad saying this but i don't too. feel like you know yeah I don't feel like a lot of guys do as much anymore. I always hear Team yeah. Jumbo having to kind of coddle people. Not that many respond well to just being told, uh, hey, buddy, step you up. You responded What's that up? way, but, yeah, most people don't. Like, right. Right? Like, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I responded. My, my, my mom, my dad only said stuff when he, when he really had to, but most of the time he didn't. My dad was pretty pretty chill but my mom was, was really good and and she it, was, it worked on me it won't work for everyone but she would say all right well if you if if you're okay with getting beat i'm okay with getting beat so you're just like <laughs> yeah it's not like she yells she'd shame you guilt no, trip. She'd, she'd guilt trip you passive aggressive yeah just like all right well you get you want to get caught uh you want to get past going into the corners because you didn't practice it if you're cool with it, I'm cool with it. Let's load up and go. <laughs> that's a great way, though. Like, because then you feel was. guilty because you're letting yeah. her down. You're like, oh, oh shit, you're doing it. Oh, dude, yeah, there were point, so many yeah. times I just like went ahead and did it just so I didn't have to listen to yeah. it, right? No, for but, sure. But truth be told, it probably it helped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's do the X brand goggle tear off segment. We have uh, we have some questions for. Uh, we actually got them. X brand tear off segment. We got them. Yeah, we got them. Okay. Yeah. Fifteen second uh, rapid fire Q and A. Thank you for um, X Brand goggles. Pulp Show twenty four is a code to save with X Brand. Uh, I have some sound effects, but it's not working, so I don't I don't really know what I'm doing here. Okay. Um, second best. Second best. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Title two four would never have had this. Yeah. All right. These questions are submitted yeah, I, by Corey you Moser. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. I have questions for Kellen, not for Michael. But because we're running a loose program, I'm going to ask you Kellen's questions. <laughs> okay. All right? So just, just stay with us here. How Kellen are these questions? <laughs> okay. Uh, Kiefer, you got 30 seconds to answer. These are rapid-fire questions. Rapid-fire. Right. Um, all right. Kiefer, which aspect of the Triumph bike did you work on or concentrate on the most? Um, oh, gosh. It's been a lot. So I w- I'm just going to say uh, suspension. Okay. Uh, yep. There, you go. there we go. Uh, I got no sound out of there. All right. Uh, RC, out of all the guys who raced, you raced over the years, who did you enjoy beating the most? Mm. Chad Reed. Chad Reed. Okay. Mm. All right. All right. I was going to say James, so. Nah. Nah. Reed. Nah. All right, Ivan, what's the most pissed off you've ever seen Mitch? <laughs> oh. oh, man, that's a long list there. Um, and was it was it directed towards you? <laughs> no, I was usually pretty good on that while I was there, but, dude, that's a You weren't on the one. team with the running shoes, right? You, were, you weren't there no, yet? No. no. You heard that one? No. Yeah. Let's, let's hear it. This was the Ramsey, Nick Way era. Uh, he was mad at everybody. And they all got mailed a set of Nike shoes with hope. Hope you put these to use. <laughs> Ship and, them. And, and and Nathan was like not really understanding it. I guess Nathan was like, "Hey man, thanks for the shoes. That's awesome." Nick burnt them. <laughs> Nick burnt them. <laughs> but Mitch was like telling all his guys, "Here, get in shape. You all need this." I get. I'll I'll answer one yeah. one okay. for for it. He was so mad at me in 1999. Um, that was when the team was sponsored by Thor gear and I had a Fox deal. Yeah, Fox deal. He didn't talk to me for three months. Really? Came up to, came, came up to me. We won Glen Helen. Yeah. Like I didn't even test. I, I ran for the most part. Like we went over to, I remember we were out, uh, kind of where towards Rhino lives, whatever that 
track was out there. And I'm like, hey, you know, Rick Ash went over, hey, do you, you got anything for us to test? He's like, if if we get done with Nathan, we'll we'll let you have what he's been running all day. I'm like, okay. So anyhow, I won Glen Helen. Didn't say anything to me the whole day. No way. And uh, after the moto, he said, after the race, he says, hey, dude, I just want to tell you, hey, I don't agree with everything that's going on. I don't agree with how it went down, but good job today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And then, then it, was, it was uncomfortable, dude, for a long time. All right, Michael, Sorry. Lindsay, if you could replicate any track that was in a video game for Supercross <laughs> or Motocross, what would it be? Uh, Namur MXGP. That's, that's a good Ooh, one. Thank that's you. a good one. All right, Chris, X Brown Goggle Terros. For testing and developing bikes, what tracks are better, East Coast or West Coast? Mm. It goes hand in hand. You need both, right? Mm -hmm. um, but lately, um, we have a lot of good tracks out here to test with, and then the dirt's a little bit better for that, for traction and things. So I'm going to say East Coast by a little bit. All right. RC, what's the most challenging part of announcing with Weege? <sighs> Making sure he's got his pocket square right. Yeah. It's like, dude, I, I bring extra pocket squares when I know Weege is going to be in the booth. So, awesome. uh, no, he does a good job. Honestly, there's, there's nothing really difficult. Like, any, like anything, just learning what his tempo is like compared to any other play-by-play -play guy sure. that I've learned. And uh, him and Lee with. are different? Yeah, like, completely different. Yeah, they're yeah, different. They, they, they both have different styles. and Yeah. Uh, all right, Ivan, uh, X-Brand Gagateros, what was the most challenging part of developing the Triumph? Hmm. You got to answer this one. You can't. I mean, I, I would say just the chassis. That's the, you know, that's the backbone of the bike, right? Yeah. Getting that right. Yep. Mm. All right. I agree. Uh, Michael, before you could create your own avatar, which rider was your go-to to pick a race? To pick for, to race. <laughs> So which rider? Dude, video they're game just did you flaming you, man. <laughs> they're just game flaming game. you. Uh, I'm going back to MX vs. ATV Unleashed days, and I was a huge Carmichael fan, so Avatar was Carmichael. Yeah. Uh -huh. Which is <clears> the <throat> one with Stu's compound? That was my favorite. Uh, Alive? Yeah, he, yeah. he knows. Alive. Real quick. I, I like doing the Stu compound. Hold on, let me hand it. Because like, <laughs> we went there a couple times, so it was like actually his house, and you're like, oh, shit. Not the time where you sat in front of the gate. No, no, not the time we were looking for him. <laughs> All right, Kiefer, uh, which other OEM does the Triumph feel like or remind you of the most? Um, it doesn't, actually. It's a pretty unique feeling. A lot of guys came up to me today and says, hey, I was expecting it to feel like a KTM. I was expecting this. And he's like, and they're like, it never did. So for yeah. me, when I hop on it, it feels unique. Feels unique. All right. Uh, RC, where do you think Savachi will be in the mix this summer? I think he'll do well. I think he, with his experience, I think, yeah, uh, he'll, he, he gets good starts. That helps. Um, with the field, I, I mean, podium for sure. Yeah, I feel like podiums and top fives, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think he's underrated. Consists 100%. Videos. 100%. He has a yeah. lot of knowledge, yeah. Uh, do you agree with that, Evan? Yeah, yeah if, you, if we get him comfortable and he's in a good spot, yeah, yeah. he's capable of winning. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. hurt a lot, too, like, He's been had really good super caustics and then he gets hurt. So stay away mm -hmm. from Yeah, yeah. Hurt, right? Yeah. Uh Ivan Tedesco, X Brown Gogger Terrace. Favorite Kenny Watson saying or story? <laughs> oh my god. I got a good story. Right? So he we got the poop. You were that yeah, was, you were I mean, that? that's probably been told how many yes. times. Yeah, don't even lot. tell it. Okay. Right. Won't even tell the poop story. Um I don't know the poop story. No? No. Tell it. So he drove. He had to drive my motor home back from Washougal, uh, <laughs> National, 
and it you know it was used all weekend and he had to empty the the crapper so he pulls into the the rv place hooks up all the hoses and then pulls the trigger but he didn't have the hose on all the way oh, no so the thing just flooded oh, him oh my god and he, he slipped he slipped on it he was on his back he said it was running all over him <laughs> I mean, shit everywhere in the parking lot. Oh, my God. He goes inside and takes a shower, you know, and he's got people behind him waiting to dump theirs. And he just left, you know, just (laughs) bolted out of there with crap everywhere. Oh, my gosh, dude. Oh, my. Then on the way home, the windshield fell out of the thing. So he had to drive like two or three hours with motocross goggles on. Because the, the bugs were just... Oh, my God. Can you imagine Watson yeah, driving oh, down dude. the freeway with oh goggles on? <laughs> oh, wow. So it was a it was a rough trip. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and he told me the story when he gets home, and I'm like, that's shitty. <laughs> dude, dude, we were... He, he was at the farm one time. You were there, and I was doing something, or I was riding that day, and I don't know, like my, I like peeled my toenail off or something. And he's like, hey, you know how tight we are? Oh, dude, yeah. He picked my toenail up and put it in his mouth and started chewing it. That's how, that's how tight RC I are. I'm looking at him. My dad, no, you were there because yeah, your dad was working for you. I'm like, oh, my gosh, no way this dude. guy just did this. Oh, wow. Love it. So Love that guy. We right can go on and on. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's endless stories. <laughs> I mean. People used to tell like, you, even in the RCH days, he would call there if something wasn't like there, the graphics or the wheels or whatever, and he would just be like yelling at the phone, I'm going to come down there, I'm going to take a shit on your desk, <laughs> if I don't get these graphics by tomorrow, it's just... It's just ruthless. Yeah. Uh, He's uh, all hilarious. Right, all right, uh, ML, uh, who was, quote unquote, flying at the test track today? Oh, for the, the test. Yeah, not a video game question. Uh, DeSalle was an easy one, but I've never seen Ivan Cervantes ride moto. He freaking rips on a motocross he track. Does, he does. I actually got him confused because he had the 25 on his bike. My vi- my uh, phone guy goes, dude, who's the dude on the 25 rip? And I'm like, oh, that's DeSalle. How do you not know that? And then I see the 25 go by. I'm like, oh, that's Cervantes. Like, dude gets with he it. He rolls. Mm-hmm. He's not scared. Honestly, no. he was throwing the best whip off the, the second track we rode. The step up at the top bigger than Clement. Like, he was tossing it. Yeah. No, did you guys have it. much interaction with this all before getting involved? Like he came in late. They did. Yeah, he came in late. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was both raced him. It was Cervantes. Yeah, it, it was just us Cervantes. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Saul coming in day. has to be because the the team that's running the MX2 yeah, group. That's, the, yeah, they ran him in yeah. MXGP during probably his that's most successful right. run. Exactly right. Oh, so that's where that kind of came from. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. When they were the Cowie team, that's right. Come on, was right for. Uh, all right, that's been the Expert Goggle Tariffs. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. And uh, we still have the Race Tech rant and the motorsport.com tweet at me uh, <laughs> segment <laughs> as well mm-hmm. coming on board. Um, thanks, guys. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, glad you, it was cool to see you ride today. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And yeah. The track, the conditions were killer. We, we, it was a we great day. We've talked for like 10 years, and now we're talking all the time. Dude, I, we're I, tight. I called you last week. I see it. Tight. I, seen, I send you uh, b- uh, behind-the-scenes yeah. yeah. photos, yeah. Yeah. like giving you Making ammo. Yeah. Friends you guys are tight. That's right. Tight. Are you but toenail tight? tight? No, we are not. No, no we're never going to be toenail tight. But it's great. Thank you. Yeah, dude, it's been fun. It's been good. And Ivan, great to see you again. 
Uh, good luck with everything, of course, as Appreciate always. It. Back on the bike, so that's super cool to see. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, continued luck, and we'll see you at Loretta's, Thank you. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there hanging out. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Uh, that's Ivan Tedesco, Ricky Carmichael. We're going to a commercial break here on the show. Uh, Chris Kiefer, Michael Lindsay, Kellen Brower will come back in. We're coming in with Jeff Stanton and Rod Lupaznak from Triumph as well. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Triumph program, and then we'll uh, move on to talk about the bike a little bit. We'll finish up the show here. But thanks, everybody, for listening. And, uh, and again, thanks to the sponsors. All right, be right back after this, everybody. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you, from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. You likely know Racetech as the suspension and engine tuner of choice for the world's fastest privateers. But what you may not know is behind the scenes, Racetech is the trusted source for many OEMs and factory teams throughout the motorcycle industry. For nearly 40 years, Racetech has been producing high-performance suspension and engine components and services right here in the USA. Racetech doesn't just specialize in motocross. In fact, they have many off-road, hill climb, flat track, road racing, and supermoto championships on the mantle as well. Not a racer but want to smooth out the ride on the street or add some performance to your Harley? Racetech offers a full line of suspension solutions including industry-leading, built-to-order, G3S custom shocks. All Racetech products are 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Don't wait. Experience the gold valve advantage today by logging on to Racetech.com. Don't forget to mention Pulp MX when ordering for a discount. Established in 1989, Eric Phipps had the idea to manufacture factory-styled products for the everyday rider. Working out of his garage, Eric quickly gained a reputation for producing quality products and having great customer service. In just a few short years, the factory team started calling looking for products as well. And as the saying goes, the rest is history. history. Fast forward to 2024 and they are on their 35th year of producing high quality products while still providing exceptional customer service. While they are no longer working out of a small garage, they are still producing the finest products available. Teams like HRC Honda, Star Racing Yamaha, HEP Suzuki, Phoenix Honda, Barrex Suzuki, AJE Motorsports, Solitaire Yamaha, and countless privateers still rely on the same quality products that are available to you too. Products like their Pro Launch Star Device, 
radiator braces, skid plates, clutch perches, and tons more continue to be a staple in the pro pits and amateur scene as well. Check all they have to offer for your ride at worksconnection.com. Use the code PULPMX20 to save 20% off your order. With over 80 years experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, WiseCo has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, WiseCo has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. WiseCo offers race-proven components for the rest of your engine, too. From garage buddy engine rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods, and their CB4 thermal protection line. WiseCo is proud to be a technical partner with factory Honda HRC for the 2023 Supercross and Motocross. Driving professional-level product development that gets passed down to you. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or wiseco.com to find products for your machine. It's time to elevate your life. At LiftedTrucksForSale.com, we put you in the driver's seat of your dream truck today. LiftedTrucksForSale.com is your one-stop shop for brand new custom trucks from every major manufacturer. Full factory warranty, available financing, and a hassle-free ownership experience. What are you waiting for? Visit LiftedTrucksForSale.com today. Factory Chassis Parts, established in 2018, is the home of the original high-performance FCP racing engine mount kit, designed to improve traction, handling, cornering, and feel. Used by top-level racers and race teams worldwide, including Phoenix Honda, Justin Starling, the F&H MXGP Kawasaki team, Rock River Yamaha, and many more. CNC machine parts out of high-quality aluminum and titanium. They are easy to install and bring drastic improvements right away. Stop by fcpracing.com to learn more and order today. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Cooper Webb, and I choose OGF. I'm Christian Craig. I'm Dean Wilson. I'm Aaron Plessinger. I'm Jerry Martin. I'm Nate Thrasher. I'm Shane McElrath. I'm Hunter Lawrence. My name's Jet Lawrence. I'm Jordan Smith. I'm Talon Hawkins. Target Hampshire. I'm Hayden Deegan. I'm Colt Nichols, and I choose OGF. And I choose OGF. And I choose OGF. I'm Tom Diallo, I choose OGF. And I choose OGF. And I choose OGF. I'm Jiren Ferrandis, and I choose OGF. 
1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2024 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhaust, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Max Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires, this added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions, with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design, with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones, with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. 
In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tithe, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in a wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and... say every bales wasn't i could hear mike's ah, so thanks everybody for listening appreciate it and again i want to run down the sponsors motorsport.com fly race and decal works x brand goggles michelin rental race tech a chair beast firepower maxima usa ogo power sports orw pro filter fmf guts racing renegade race fuels atlas neck brace motorcycle industry jobs.com works connection get data wusa wisco piston lifted trucks for sale.com factory chassis parts ethica mtx braking all on board of this troll training as well and uh, Chris Kiefer, Michael Lindsay, of course, back in as well. We got the Race Tech rant coming up. Kiefer, you're my subject to that. Can't and wait. And also uh, uh, Michael Lindsay as well from Vital MX. But for now, we got a couple more uh, VIPs from Triumph. Uh, first up, he is the president of Triumph America, Rod Lapuzniak. What's up, Rod? How are you? Fantastic. Just happy to be here. Yeah, happy thanks with, for coming in. I appreciate it. Happy with today. Um, five years? Five years. For, yeah, just yeah, right on the cusp of five. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool moment then for you, I guess, huh? Oh, amazing. For me personally, you know, just being a, a dirt bike kid, but, you know, coming to Triumph, I would have never thought, you know, I, I've been here for eight years, and and when I came over, I thought the dirt bike days were gone, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, for me, when they started this project, I was really blown away with it. And to see it go from a whiteboard, literally, in, in five years, to all the people that have been a part of this, the, you know, the amazing designers and engineers and everything, it's, it's just been spectacular and then also here from uh, this man knows a thing or two about dirt bikes knows a thing or two about winning races six time supercross motocross champion jeff stanton what's up six time how are you man i'm great pull the mic you gotta put this thing on top there you go man. oh we just went around jeez <laughs> we'll get this here. uh these uh remote wow. shows quality yeah, that's great yeah quality. i know i know makes it more fun You're all right there, 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 there we okay. go thanks for coming in man appreciate it my wife will tell you I turn into a pumpkin at nine o'clock. So, but it's it's all good. Bro. I did ask Nate. I said, "Hey, see if Jeff's feeling it." So, you know, I'm glad you're making an exception for me. No, so, it's all good. Uh, we rode Gatorback today, and I rode it in '98, and I was here as a mechanic in '97, and you rode it your whole career. Yep. This was the best I've ever seen Gatorback stand. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, a lot different than it was when Bradshaw and I battled like No, no Tomorrow '91, '92. D dust pit, square edge, right? choppy. There's no uh, way you liked this place when you raced it, right? No, you couldn't have liked this place. <laughs> hey, love Bill West yeah. in the West family, but yep. uh, they didn't prep tracks back in the day like they do now. I, I yeah. mean, it's it's to be expected. Yeah, We're, it was here, fun here today. It was really fun. I was out there going, holy, I, yeah. I just was like, 
this place is great. Absolutely. So, no. Wind's, uh, Wind's done a great job with it. It was pre- perfect for us today, and yeah. we just we had a, a great day. We couldn't be happier. RC Tedesco, Clement DeSalle, Ivan Cervantes, Chris Kiefer, uh, you got Bobby Hewitt, you got Jeff Stanton involved in Triumph. This is for real. Like you guys aren't fooling around with with the star power here. Yeah, it's a, it's a family. You know, the, the Rods put a, a family together. They had a dream. And uh, it's been five years, and it's been unbelievable. It's I I, I tell him all the time. I pinch myself. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I tell my wife that I pinch myself. I'm, uh, why am I in this position? I understand, but I'm super humble. You know. Right. And it's uh, it's been a, a great family, and it's been it's been awesome for what they've done for me in the adventure side, and then be it to be a part of the moto and see this whole thing mm-hmm. develop. You know, we said it does it. Uh, Detroit together and I'm like dude what you've done here it's unbelievable it's like you know we're racing against all the other manufacturers that have been doing this for 60 years and this has happened in a five year program and we're pulling the whole shot on the first race and they're doing amazing things in Europe so pretty cool project so I'm interested to see your involvement uh, and we got into it with Vicky earlier you had Jeff Stanton off-road adventures you started five years ago four years ago something like that and you know, just something to do, ride in northern Michigan. It's beautiful up there, the UP and all that, because it's so, so close to Canada. That's why it's beautiful. But um, <laughs> you, you picked Triumphs, you know, just as for sort of the adventure touring bikes, and I didn't really think anything about that. Like, okay, Stanton's got Triumphs, and you can go ride with him and ride with Bradshaw and your special guest. Really cool deal. And you can follow that on Instagram, although you're booked for 24, so why am I even pumping it? But, no, I pump, pump it. It's okay. all good. But I, did the Triumph thing for the off-road – did you know a dirt bike was coming through Rod and you were aiming for that? Because I feel like this was all sort of a coincidence or maybe not. Well, Ricky talked about putting a, a team together, a family together. And it's because of Ricky saying good things to Rod about six time. Oh, okay. Rod called me one day. I mean, I'll never forget it. I tell the story all the time. My wife and I are out on a run. We're running the National Forest and I get a call and it's Rod. And he's like, I know you, but you don't know me, yeah. but I understand you want to do an adventure business and we're in. And so I told him the story about Honda. I went to Honda when they came out of the African twin. I yeah. went to him for three years in a row, laid out a program. I want X amount of bikes. Um, we'll rotate them through at the end of the year. If people are riding them, people are going to buy them. That's just how, how it works. Yeah. And they're like, nope, we don't see it. Three, I did that for three years. I get the call from Rod. He's like, hey, I understand you want to do an adventure business. We're all in. Yeah. If people are riding our bikes... They're going to buy them. We want to sell bikes. Let's go. Hmm. That's how that's our relationship. How that's how our relationship started, really, and huh? it just kind yeah. of steamrolled from there. And the MX thing's going, and they're having me involved in that. And yeah, that's what I say. I, I pinch myself daily. I'm like, why am I in this position? Yeah. It, well, where I'm so at. Rod, when you called Jeff, you knew the motocross bike was coming, but obviously couldn't really tell him. But like, I'm sure it, the gears are. In oh, your yeah. mind going like, hey, maybe we can get Jeff involved. To get somebody else like him, you know, six-time right. champion, just amazing, right? You know, and, of course, Ricky's in ador- endorsement of the whole thing. And, and he's like, Jeff's one of the best people I know. You have to call him. And, and yeah. you know, you guys will love each other. You know, get in touch personally. You'll you'll enjoy each other. But then, yeah. you know, from the whole business side and, and uh, the adventure side for Triumph is a huge piece of our puzzle, right? We, you yeah. Know, we're super aggressive in it. And then to have somebody like him on the forefront of that in our country is amazing for us. I feel like that that adventure touring and Simon Cudby's a buddy of ours that you uh, know is deeply involved in it is just I feel like it's really taking off. Mm-hmm. Like I it's small still, but in the grand scheme of things, like people are really discovering that and enjoying that. Chris, I'm sure you've seen that, right? Yeah, there's a lot of it where I live too. People are just, you know, taking trips and they're taking it on two wheels. Yeah. So. I think Simon calls me once a week saying, I, I need bikes for pictures. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. in the desert. I'm here, yeah. you know. So is and forgive me, because I'm 
motocross supercross guy is the and i know the honda african twin is sells out and they love it it's a great bike is the triumph yeah, I mean, is so, it as good as anything? Like, yeah, I would it? say our our hero models, the Tiger Nine Hundred. You know, we absolutely own that class. Okay. You know, it's our number one bike. You know, Jeff loves it, but Ricky loves it. I mean, anybody who adventure rides. Yeah. I think you know that that's definitely our our top tier. Right. Everybody loves that bike. We're definitely the leader in that segment. We make it a, an amazing twelve hundred. You know, and then we also have a Tiger Six Sixty. So yeah. We, so you have four different models, at four different sizes. We have an eight fifty as well. Yeah. Uh -huh. So well, I know Yamaha's came out with theirs. So Yamaha's like, hey, we're in too. Like, yeah. Yeah. and 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 they sell every one they make. Yeah, you can't yeah. get a used one, a new one, or nothing. Yeah. And so yeah. it's just the hottest market. Bradshaw's this... trying to put some. Uh, KY48 KYB on his. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. he's like, oh, I got a clamp guy, and I'm yeah. like, I don't yeah. know, man. It's just, it's just the hottest selling market right now. Yeah. And for me, uh, my client is a guy that's 55 to 65 that was a fan, that's a, rides moto, rides yeah. enduro, comes and does the adventures, and we, and, you know, we tell. You got to tell him the 92 call. We tell, story. we tell stories and tell sit by the campfire, and that's, that's, that's where it's at. You right. know, they ride, they ride our bikes, they buy them, yeah. and that, that, that's what we're doing. I'm showcasing how beautiful Michigan is. They're hanging with myself. We're riding great product yeah. and having a good time. And, and when Damon jumped on you for a rock, got on. Yeah, I for, called Damon. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I can fill adventures and you're a yeah. bonus. Come on in. And so he came for a three week stint. And, uh, you know, people. You got to get this RV guy on board. Like he's a he's a riot. First of all, right? He'll be, oh, he'll be, be barbecuing and smoking yeah. at night, and then I'm not sure beer. I can handle all the alcohol that's consumed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this would be right up RV's alley. Yeah, uh, I'm know. with Jeff. I don't think I don't think I could handle it either. Right. No, right. Ryan, I get along with Ryan good. Um, he's, okay, he's, he's so good uh, the bike, the motorcycle bike today, uh, the launch, um, pretty cool. Gatorback was awesome. Um, what do you think of the bike? No, I think the bike's awesome. Yeah. You know, I've had the opportunity to do some stuff with it before, and so they've done a great job. You know, you see the crew that they put together, yeah. and they had to come out and be successful. They couldn't come out and, and, and be 60%. It had to be 100%. You know, we've talked about it a bunch in the last couple of months leading up to this. I'm like, we have to do this, 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 and this, because first impression is everything. Yeah. You got all these guys that sit in front of the computer, and they're, it, the first impression has to be Awesome. Yep. And it's it's sink or swim. Yep. How many times did I t yeah. tell you that in the last two months? Absolutely. Yeah. It's sink. This day was sink or swim, and I, I think we did a great job. We adjusted the bikes. We yeah. uh, adap adapted to people. And today was the American and the Canadian guys. Correct. And now we got three days of European journalists coming in, mm -hmm. and so you're. You're here for three. It's a, it's a long week. Yeah. Do, yeah. Doing it all over, yeah. but that's. I mean, that's. They do these. They do these launches all the time. I've been for, fortunate enough to go to Spain when they do the Tiger 900 launch, and they do it the same way. Yeah. They do the presentation, and you right. know, we take care of the people, and I go ride with them and intermix with them, yeah. and it's just, it's been working great, and it's. Did you guys enjoy it? Did you like today? Was yeah. good. Yeah, it was yeah, great. It was really fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, again, like. Chris and I explained this in a race video. I mean, he helped develop the bike, right? So, I mean, he's got so much time on it. It's no fun. And I'm an, uh, I'm an ambassador for Yamaha, so I get bikes from them. And, you know, I'm Blue Crew guy. So we're trying to not, you know, be super uh, biased guys, right? Him for the Triumph and me saying, oh, I love Yamahas. But, dude, yeah, we had a great time. The bike was fun. And I think what Jeff said, too, like, and I said this earlier to start the show, and I don't want to name any names, but there's been manufacturers that come in and, a, they can't get in the top 10. B, they push their bike off. Now, you guys had a rough Dallas, but nothing to do with the, that's, that's racing. racing. Yeah. Yeah. They push the bike off. They can't get top 10s. They kind of don't 
you know, they, they run a they run a race team that you're like, who's involved? Like, what was it? What has anybody done on this team that in the sport, right? And then they predictably have poor results. I feel like you guys, yeah, like you're like there's some serious influx of cash here, as far as ambassadors and testers, and you did it the right way. You got one chance for first impression, and the bike is great. Like I feel like, I mean, we talked about it. You know, you feel like it's as good as all other bikes, and not better in some areas, maybe worse in others. <clears throat> but the fact that it's with the 60-year-old yeah. Japanese bikes, yeah. you know, and everything else, at first run out of the box, says something. It's well said. Know? Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. You know, so I think. I think it's pretty good. It was a, it was a fun day, and and yeah, you can see the there's there's a serious effort here from Triumph, right? But Rod, um, and and if you knew the family and you knew the owners, yeah, uh, that's that's the way they take uh, it, right? Yep. Serious. Yeah. They're 100. percent They're in. They're all in. Yeah. You know, it's not really a marketing tagline. I think that's a true statement. Since you know, once they said we're, we're going forward with this, it was 100 percent committed to it. You know, building. A whole new dealer network, basically, because we don't have any off-road. You know, our dealers don't have that off-road experience. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that a little bit. Let me just divert. So, you know, Triumph Hipster, you know, Hipster bikes and, and so obviously the adventure stuff. But, you know, we know the image. That's our culture. Yeah. 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 So you have to, you know, we, we heard from yesterday, 90 dealers are signed up right now, I believe. Or was it? It's over 100 now today. But okay. Yeah. You have to, you know, we're a sort of a unique crowd. Yeah. Dirt yeah. bikers. We're redneck. You know, greasy guys. I don't know however you want to say it. We walk into these dealerships. You guys have to, yeah, sort of retrain the dealers, hire the right people, or whatever. You mentioned giving. you have to have a certain amount of uh, floor space for the off-road section. Mm -hmm. This isn't going to be easy for you guys mm -hmm. to do this, right? Like, I imagine some dealers are like, you know, screw the dirt, you know? Um, but it's a segment that can make money, that can sell bikes. Sure. So Well, that customer's going, you know, he's been driving past the Triumph dealer for a long time. And, you know, as I said, in the last seven years, the the segment's nearly doubled, so there's a massive opportunity. We don't see it slowing down, right? Off-road's a big piece of our, our country, our culture. So, you know, Triumph, which, uh, you know, to your point being, you know, the uh, hipsters, or what we call our classics, our modern classics, mm -hmm. then, you know, we've expanded into adventure bikes, and then, you know, we really created the, the street triple, the roadster side. So now how do we further that, become a full-line motorcycle brand? And, and really, this is a big piece of it. The average age of a Triumph customer today is 47 years old, right? It's, Slightly on the higher side, not as high as some brands, but how do we get lower, right? Because we, what the goal is to, to bring more business to our dealers. So how do we double that? You know, from the average Triumph customer buys four new motorcycles in their lifetime, our goal is to get to eight and, you know, drive that average age down to 36. And the awareness factor that Supercross brings to our brand is just absolutely mm -hmm. amazing. You know what I mean? To get in front of 50,000 live fans, 1.2 million people who watch it live, all the stuff that you guys do a great job with. It's just an amazing opportunity from an awareness standpoint to really focus on the brand, you know, mm -hmm. and get the name out there. Um, it's going to help explode our brand. And along with that piece is, you know, we're also introducing entry-level street bikes, right, because we're going to bring younger people to the brand, um, you know, and, and then, you know, we're introducing a brand new uh, Daytona 660 sport bike, so continue driving it. So now we're not just going to be that 40-plus customer. We're going to drive it down, you know, to sure. where, where people 15, 16, 17 years old, whether it's on-road or off-road, are going to be buying a new Triumph, right? And then yeah. they become a lifelong customer. 
Because at 47, we missed the first 30 years yeah. right, of but business. There won't be Triumph off-road only dealers. It's going to no, be. No, yeah. no, no. It, it'll be incorporated to existing dealers. Correct. So there's dealers that are Triumph exclusive dealers. They got the street bike and the moto section. But I've been to a bunch of Triumph dealers where they are multi dealers. Yeah. They're yeah, yeah. all the other manufacturers and, and, Triumph, and Triumph as well. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. I was so curious, Rod, like when it came to the decision to move into developing the motocross project, like you said, there is multiple reasons, whether it's expanding uh, trans notoriety in front of this market. Biggest one I stand out is, okay, with your adventure bikes, everything else, you guys are reaching a younger audience that eventually will become a customer to the rest of your product line. What was, I guess, like the main target that started the conversation? Was it, hey, we can get double our business? We can be good in moto? Is it the the age demographic? They all add up, but what was kind of the first aha I, of like... Just raw data. Okay. You know, when you, when you go back, if you, if you go back just, you know... Six or seven years, it was the segment was under 100,000. Now it's 160,000. So no other segment in our industry has grown like that, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you look at that data, we're in the motorcycle industry. We're in the motorcycle business. So it only makes sense. Hey, we, we have to start looking closer at this, right? And then the opportunity sure. made sense. And then... Basically, the phone calls, the people you're calling, I mean, first off, the call you had to make to Ricky once you guys got the green light to do this. As we say, you're very good at putting the right people in the right places. Other than Ricky, who are some of those first phone calls? Well, I mean, it, we reached out to a, a ton of people just yeah. to see who was interested, who would take us serious, right? We, you know, just to make sure that we are putting the right. We, we've spoke to a lot of people to start with. So then it's who fits into the triumph culture, right? Because that's a big piece of it, you know. We want to be a little bit different than every other brand. You know, it's a, a, a piece of our business. We want to remain to totally be true to ourselves, being distinctive, cool, authentic, and premium. That's who Triumph is, right? That's a big piece of our culture. So it's, you know, people that can fit in there. Even, you know, when I spent a long time with Ricky at, at Suzuki and getting his buy-in at first was, are they serious? You know, they have yeah. never done this before. Yeah. And, you know, you can tell when you started talking to people, um, some people would take a serious and some wouldn't at, at the very you know b beginning of this, right? Yeah. It's it's a challenge. It's an arms race. You know, we're, we're in a tough industry. I mean, those seven brands doing an amazing job. They've done it for a long, long time. So to get that credibility, we needed somebody like Ricky or, or, or Six Time. I yeah. mean, that, that's a big piece of it. So getting him to come for the company that early on, I and mean, we were at a whiteboard stage, was a huge piece of the puzzle, you know, and that's when other riders, Bobby Hewitt, everybody starts to take you more and more serious. You know, if Ricky's going to commit and put his name on something like that, who's, as you talked about earlier, he's built a legacy. He doesn't yeah. need any help from yeah. us, right? And he's got a bajillion dollars. So yeah. Also, I mean, he's been divorced, but so he's half a bajillion now, but like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, whatever. He's still, yeah. He doesn't need to do it. No. Yeah. You know, I mean, but, but it's no different than myself. You have the passion to yeah. do it. Yeah. You know, you have the passion to ride adventure bikes, dirt bikes. And if right. you have the passion and that's your love, that it's going to go somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I got a question. Sure. From the time this came up, dirt bikes from the time they said triumph goes yes we're going to do it how long is that oh so when we first so like when we had we had breakfast with ricky you know the 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 morning of the morning after vegas in, in 2019 i would say it was you know 45 days oh wow where, oh wow you know when when our chief product officer he he left and and i said you know what what's the time frame and he's like oh you know, we'll know in a short time. Okay. And, and that's the nice thing. You know, we, we've talked about it a lot this week with, or today, you know, last two days with you guys being here. We're a privately held company, you know, and when they make it, when they're committed to it, 
You know, they've done that with when, when we really rebranded our Bonneville lineup, you know, what's really the, the backbone of Triumph. And they committed and we redid them all in 2016. They did an amazing job, you know. And then the adventure piece and all the other pieces, um, we've literally changed the culture of every dealer, not only in the U.S., around the world. So if you go into a dealership in Atlanta, Georgia, or you go in Tokyo, it's exactly the same. Mm -hmm. You know, we make our own furniture, our own lighting, our own flooring. You know, so yep. it's it's that culture. We're building that culture, hmm. and that's how we want to be different. We want to stay, you know, really premium, and, and we're not trying to be the biggest. We don't want to make the most of anything. We just want to build a really top-tier product, you know, and you can see that in the passion and the design, and the, uh, the engineering team's been incredible, yep. and that starts with the leadership, you know, that, that we have in the U.K. They're super, they're super serious, and they're committed to it. They're all in. Yeah, and From I think it's a smart move, too, coming in. You know, Bobby Hewitt's run race teams before. He's got the Supercross title. Evan, rookie. Jalik, solid top 10 rider. But had you gone out and thrown down some cash for whoever, and it didn't work for whatever reason, again, going back to Jeff's first impression thing, you're coming in the racing in the right way. Yeah. Hey, we're just going to dip our feet in. We're just going to get some results. And there'll come a time when you get... You know the and, big guy, and that and that was the goal. Just to yeah, now, start off quiet. Right, you which know, is, I think a smart work move. your work your way in. Yep. Have a quality product. Work your way in, and then you know build yeah. from there. You know, I, I saw you at the SMX round. You could have maybe signed up. I don't. You were jumping some of that stuff. <laughs> no, <I'm, laughs> was that cool I'm, for I'm you? No? Of course, it was cool. That's why I said that's. You know, I, yeah. I I pinched myself. You know, why am I in the LA Coliseum riding with Ricky I, I, and you know debuting a new bike? It's I was like, like I, I I pinched is that myself. Yeah, yeah, he's in the Coliseum again. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> had so to bring him cool. back, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. that so, was pretty cool. That no. I, that was a neat little deal. Well, like, special for us, you know. It's yeah. a huge deal, especially to do it there. Right? Yeah, is 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 super cool. Yeah, uh, and of course, you guys told us yesterday too. You purchased a a UK based electric uh, bike company, and you're gonna put some smaller models together, electric models. Yeah, so uh, that's set. coming. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a huge thing because that's how my kids started riding. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, we put him on an, an offset when he was five years old. And he learned so much good technique because of a trials bike. And every day after work, I'd come home and we'd mess around in the backyard and no one cared. So, like, to me, that's a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a great point, Chris, because the founder, Ian Smith, yep. who started it, he preaches that. You know, if, if the best way to learn is, is on a trials bike, you know, just your balance, your, your technical skills. So start there at, you know, three or four. It's amazing what these little kids, you know, it's kind of opened my eyes. I, yep. You know, of course, I've known about trials, but yeah. Now it, it, it's a focus point, and it's just amazing. And, and he, he preaches this every single day, exactly what you just said. I mean, when I watch Aiden now, he's 18, and all his feet work on his motocross bike, I can directly see where he got all that, mm -hmm. right? And that's because of the trials bike. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah big things coming for the yeah. guys at Triumphs. Pretty, pretty exciting stuff. Um, going forward, uh, this launch is going to work well, of course. Bikes will be in the dealership end of next month. Ish? No, no, no. Next couple weeks. Oh, next couple weeks. Three okay, or four so weeks. Next couple yeah. weeks, the bikes yeah. will be there, mm -hmm. and the 250 is going to retail for around ten grand. Ninety, ninety-nine, ninety-five. Yeah, oh, you got it right. Yeah, you said earlier, right? Yeah. yeah. Chris couldn't remember if it was ninety-nine, ninety-nine, or uh. ninety-nine, ninety-five. But yeah, it's five bucks. Close. Close. Five bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close. But yeah. you know, again, uh, saying the same kind of stuff with you know Brembo brakes and KYB suspension, and <clears throat> you know sometimes you see stuff with Sack Shock and Olins and. Yeah. You know, you guys have picked the right partners here to, to, well, to, to team with. Get and Athena, of course, mm -hmm. for Ignitions, right? So doing it right. A I mean, lot of time has been spent. Yeah, yeah. Pro Taper yeah. bars. There's not like sort of some sort of knockoff bars mm -hmm. or the Pro Taper ACF bars, which is, you know, carbon fiber ends and stuff. So people like that kind of product, right? Yeah, premium. That's the whole goal. I mean, it's the same really philosophy they have. 
you know, on the street side. So yep. really to stay top tier and very premium components, yep. you know, across the board. Right. Uh, and, and still be cost effective because, yeah, yeah, right. you know, can, it's that. Can we that's, get rid of those Torx bolts? That's, come on. I, he was bagging on those Torx bolts. <laughs> Look, at, really he cool. ain't working much on bikes he anyway, so yeah, it doesn't even matter. It's all yeah. visual. Yeah. 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 I'll say something I was super impressed from the presentation. The whole thing is just being so open on suppliers. Like there's your key ones, your KYB, where Brembo we're used to seeing, but stuff like clutches, Exeti, Koenig. It's something that reminds like not a lot of manufacturers do everything. It's just like, yeah, we make this, even though there are suppliers for right. somebody to basically yeah. be able to look up all these brands and, Naked. yeah, you guys are new. Like, what, where do these parts come from? How quality are somebody to be able to put a face, a name to all that? Um, the openness that your guys' entire staff had to any of our questions, mm -hmm. how stuff is manufactured. There's so many questions similar that I've asked at presentations and just gotten, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you on that. Uh, yeah, yeah. somebody makes it. Uh, yeah, and that that goes back to first impressions and yeah. and uh, uh, attention to detail and uh, you know bringing it all out in the open. Yeah, being transparent. Yeah. You know, we're we're new to the spot, so it, you know it's a learning lesson for everybody. So, you know, the, the the more we can do in being transparent, open, you know, it's a learning experience for us too. So, Jeff, do you do you mind riding 250Fs? Like, how do you feel about that? You was talking about that. I would rather ride a 250F all day long really? than okay. ride my 450. There yeah. goes my theory. Then he's a good rider. No, he still I, likes yeah, it. I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm not what I was, but I still enjoy riding. But yeah. I, I, at 55, I want to ride a 250F, and I want to ride it to its potential and feel still feel comfortable. Feel and yeah. And that 450, it's just like you gotta. I I gotta be on the edge, and I don't. I don't want to be on the edge anymore. Right. I have to do it a couple of times a year at a few races, and it's like, dude, that's, <laughs> I want to get on the airplane. I want to walk on the airplane tomorrow. You yeah, know? Yeah. And so um, I, I love, I love yeah, you, Moto on the 250, yeah. and just because I can ride it to its potential and feel comfortable. And like Ricky said, fourth gear in a 450 now, it's, I'm, yeah. I'm over that stage in my life. I want to ride and enjoy it. And It is interesting, Michael, too. I, talked to, I did a podcast with Antonio Caroli a couple weeks ago, Ducati, right, coming in. That's also exciting. Yeah, super exciting. They're starting with a 450. Mm -hmm. yeah. You guys start with a 250. And it's like it's just interesting to see the different strategies. I mean, they'll have a, a 250. Like, you guys will have a 450. But, you know, it's kind of yeah. interesting to see. Like, I asked Antonio, like, why a 450? And he was like, well, it's just MXGP is the premier class, and we yeah. want to race the premier class out of the gate. And I'm like, okay, like, that, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, and then your guys' strategy of coming in, like, with a couple of solid riders and not elite, elite guys is also a strategy, right? So it's yeah. just different, Michael. I, I'm curious even for you guys from that product planning, like, that had to be a conversation at some point where you're starting from. What was that like basically having to pick? Are we going 450 or 250? Yeah, it was it, uh, honestly, uh, I would say the engineering design group and, and – Definitely influence from Ricky early on, you know, deciding to go the two two fifty side, you know, it was and it's it's a slightly bigger market, you know, so it, it gives us a little bit more opportunity there. So that you know, that's a piece of that puzzle. I'm really curious from your your prior experience at Suzuki, if you had to give me an honest opinion on this, do you think somebody that size, that corporate, if they weren't in this market already, they tried to move into a new market? Could they make the decision and basically make this happen this quickly? You guys did in five years from absolute scratch to product delivered. I can't imagine. I think that's one of the benefits, again, to, to us. Being, just like, no. to, to, <laughs> he's the whole time. Well, I was going, he's like, no, no way. way. No way, well, because it, you're talking corporate identity yeah. or you're talking a family. Yeah. yeah. When, when you get that big, you know, it's, it's a challenge. Like getting things approved at Suzuki was much more difficult, right? Yeah. I mean, they still have a kickstart, right? That's something that RC and I were fighting seven, eight years ago, right, um, where they committed to it. And, you know, and really when you sit back and look at it, 
we've launched almost 20 brand new motorcycles during the time that we've developed this new motorcycle. Yeah. That's unheard of, right? And yeah. we're the cool thing about Triumph, we're not a bold new graphics company. I mean, you can go out there and pick on every other brand on how long a bike's been the same for 20, 30 years that exists today, right? Our, in our company, I mean, they, they, change, they, up the, they update the bikes every two or three years. It's just amazing. And that's going to follow through with this, but that's where that commitment you know, from the from our leadership to the design and engineering teams with the focus on getting this done. And, and honestly, five years from our team's standpoint is was probably a little longer because COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, COVID had a huge impact on us testing and, and traveling back and forth and things like that, you know, so it made it definitely a lot more difficult. So it probably added it a year, 18 months onto the whole project. I kind of back more of that up too, just for me, like I've been a part of a lot of other manufacturers testing processes and there's a lot of red tape yeah. Like even on little things, I think it's not going to be a big difference. Hey, like or a big uh, noticeable, like who cares? You know, we'll we'll do that. Hey, we need we need this on our bike. Eh, we don't know if we can do that. I'm like, well, it's going to help our brand. Eh, I don't know. So right. with Triumph, I haven't noticed that. It was more like, yeah, we'll get back to you, and then they get back to you, and they said that we think that's a good idea, and it moves forward. So a right. lot quicker over here that I've I experienced than any other. Well, I've got. One for you, Chris, on that. Then take the, the situation of this bike being started from scratch. Do you feel like compared to other OEMs you've done stuff with, I, I don't want to say half-baked idea, but you have a product that you're not fully happy with. You feel that pressure, I'm guessing, in other situations. Okay, this thing has to be done by this date. Did you feel that at all in this situation that things could be pushed if necessary? Like, hey, we're going to put, put I mean, we've out. pushed. I mean, some things weren't ready, and we pushed it, and we, we, ha we retested. Like, that's just how it is, you know, and... And in the world of testing, people think, oh, it's all up to the test rider. It usually isn't like that. You're in a box. You're allowed to move what's inside this box, and that's where you go. I say with this brand, I think there's still a box, but it's a bigger box. And within those, those corners, there's people listening. And then those, they can help you say, hey, we need to extend that a little bit. We need to grow here a little bit more. So to me, that's just more responsive that I've noticed. Right, which is you know something that they talked about, the, the Austrian KTM's being really, really able to do, especially in the early days. Rod, when you let Roger go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like Roger and Ian got there and boom, boom, boom. Yeah, they sure. were able to stop an assembly line to make running changes. And the Japanese can't do that. Mm -hmm. And that was I early on. I don't think KTM can do that now. Yeah, maybe yeah, not now. It's right. gone right. pretty corporate. But that yeah. was a huge thing early on where KTM was able to just adapt, adapt, adapt. Mm -hmm. and, and they caught some of the Japanese guys sleeping. You know? Yeah, and, and we've done it through this project multiple times, right? Yeah. When they felt like we were, you know, we could do it better, they stopped and we did it better. Yeah. You know, so there was nobody, you know, forcing us to say, hey, by January 1st, this bike has to be out. It, you know, we always had target dates. But if something needed to move to, to make the bike, you know, what it was today, as Jeff said earlier, the first impression for us was a huge deal. You yeah. know, we, we were going into a whole brand new segment. Like to some people, who is Triumph, right? You, you know, and it, it meant a lot to the brand. They take the brand very, very serious, you know, and it, they were super committed to it. And the, the group of people that's worked on this thing from from day one has just been amazing. And and. You know, I think I remember when, when Ricky first went over to the UK and, and spent a week there before, you know, he committed 100%. And he came back and he's like, man, that was awesome because of how much emotion mm -hmm. and just the attitude and the passion that all these young engineers and designers had just yeah. to, you know, to fight. And 
you know, make the bike better and better and better and not, you know, not just give in on it. You right. know? And that was just it. That's have have a you gotten a little bit of pushback from some Triumph customers that are like, what are these guys doing? Have you, have you heard no, from No, it's been really, you know, I, I think the, one of the cool things is like our, what I'll call our legacy dealers who've been around a long time, you know, and, and did scrambles back in yeah, the Steve early McQueen was yeah, there. Yeah. Right, yeah. And now they're just super passionate. They want, you know, they proudly want to go wear their, you know, Triumph t-shirt and sit in the stands and, and cheer the team on, Got you know. It. The demand, like, you, you know, when you know when Ricky was dominating, we would get a ton and back at Suzuki of requests for tickets. Now, I, I think we had 117 requests for tickets at Detroit. And that's just from our dealers, yeah. you know. And it's yeah. like, oh, guys, I can't give you all those tickets. <laughs> but it's super cool just to see, you know, the passion from long-time Triumph people who are, you know, really sticking to right. it. And just walking through in Detroit, you know, we had our, our Triumph stuff on and people stop and just asking questions. You know, so that's a question I have for you guys. You know, is it how cool is it with these new brands coming into the industry? You know, you guys, you guys push the industry all the time, right? Communication-wise, yeah. on on a, on a weekly, daily basis. So, it, you know, I think it's cool. Like for me, I, I've never, and we got yelled at. I don't, maybe Michael didn't, but the media got yelled at when we started. If we didn't refer to a Husqvarna as a Husqvarna, yeah. we got yelled at. Mm. And I'm just like, give me a break. That's the KTM. I don't care what uh, color you right. on it. Right. Right. Remember, yeah. Michael, we got yelled at a little bit for that. Yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't on board with that. I didn't care about that. And I still don't. That's a KTM. They're under KTM rules. And that's cool. But that's yeah. that's me. Yeah. But for me, uh, when you look at the World Supercross, you know, there's a lot of people on our side, promoters, you know, people I work for didn't like the World Supercross coming. I was always like, hey, man, this is great. More riders are getting paid. And there's another more races to watch and for me to talk about. That's great. Triumph's here. Ducati's here. More jobs, more people on dirt bikes, more things to talk about. Awesome. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. That's no, I agree. Like, totally. I, I, yeah. I, I, there's no protective sort of bubble of like, hey, who are these and guys, you know? I think it extends even further. Like, again, going back to your guys' presentation, one of the little things like the parts fish that basically somebody can go look up a part. It'll tell you where it's at, dealer. We're always talking about, like, how do we improve? Yeah. Um, I, I'm lucky down in our area, you probably know I'm talking about Jeremy Schism mm -hmm. that runs a, a Ping Brands dealerships, gives me that old like brick and motor store feeling. And I keep saying like good dealer chains, like I'd love to see it come back in moto and have supporting dealers. Um, the way you guys are doing with being able to basically go online, find parts, epic system, yeah. send them yeah. basically to your local dealer or find out if they're there. Little stuff like that, where the fit and finish I saw today on the bikes, hearing that. A lot of little things, I something I said in my opinions that are coming out tomorrow is I, I really see if I were to go buy one of your guys' product that the customer service and the customer experience would be a little, I'd say a notch above from yeah. my first impression over what I see from other brands in our field. So even more than just, oh, more rides, more paying jobs, I can see it potentially pushing our industry forward because of different ideas. Yeah, And, and that's, that's totally our, you know, our, our culture is to be the premium lifestyle brand, right, in the industry. That's our, our goal. But we want that to carry over into Moto, too. We don't want to just fall into the Japanese group or the KTM group. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's, you know, what we wear or, or how we do our business, you know, the culture and the dealerships is to continue to raise that bar to give people, you know, a much better sure. experience. Uh, Jeff, I don't know if you guys were in here earlier, but I was asking about Dave Arnold. Um, I just have so much respect for Dave, and I could talk to him for 100 hours. Yep. Especially the stories about you and JMB. <laughs> but um, I don't know how much you have to do with him on the Triumph side, but you know, he's working with the race team. He's doing chassis thing. Dave's Absolutely. brilliant. Yep. Do you, is I it talk, good to see I, Dave back? I talk to Dave a couple of times a month. Oh, you do? Okay. Oh, yeah, because so, yeah. he comes yeah. out and tests and, you know, is getting opinions. And right, so right. Um, Dave's been, uh, he, he's been a chassis guy forever. Yeah. And so, 
you know, they made yeah. the call and more knowledge is power, yeah. you know, surround yourself with successful people. You're going to be successful. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's really yeah. cool to see him back and, and, uh, and no, uh, absolutely. absolutely. And, uh, you got, you, you guys should blame him for, uh, me scooping the Savachi thing because I put it on Twitter that Savachi signing with triumph and it was Dave who figured that I knew. And just assumed that I knew and oh. was talking to me about Savachi really? Triumph. Yeah, nice. yeah. You, and I'm like, yeah, Dave, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good deal for him. You cornered him into that. And in my mind, that. I'm like, holy You cornered God. him into that, dude. I'm like, Savachi's going to Triumph. <laughs> so let me ask you guys another question. So today, you know, this the two-day experience with Triumph, did we exceed your expectations? You guys were coming in here, so you you definitely had some preconceived thoughts, right? So, yeah. So well, as, as a I'm whole, not a, I'm not, I, I don't test ride. I don't, these, that's a better question. No, but I mean, yeah, just, but how, was your overall I mean, from experience from the brand, the whole thing, you know, yeah. just triumph, the, the umbrella of triumph, Boy, not I only the bike. I got to ride with six time and Yogi and Ricky and yeah, Tedesco. Yes. That was cool. <laughs> I think I said before the, the quality of the presentation, no real fluff, Momo jumbo, three letter acronyms to explain things. I got straight answers. I got to explain why things were done the way they were. Um, if somebody didn't have an answer, they hurried up and grabbed somebody that could get me an answer on anything. Uh, the openness on our test today uh, for what we could do, what we thought was at least best for us as media guys, that would give us the best experience here as a staff was completely open to any suggestion we had to allow us to do our job the best and to best relay that information to the end viewer yeah, right. um yeah and the quality yes quality of people you brought the amount of staff just everything i came into it pretty open-minded because yeah I, even some of the big soems i go to events and i think i have my list of complaints on how they could be handled better and i walked away from today like i said anything we said like hey we're kind of worried about this You're like okay let's change it let's do this i was thoroughly impressed oh cool yeah it's i wanted same to for me. A spring in the rear but they couldn't really do that but that was yeah. just my picky thing. I mean, I was that's just a like, kyb problem <laughs> that's, that's a kyb problem. problem i was like hey do yeah. you have like a five eight <laughs> that would be perfect and we, we knew that we had to take this event today as yeah. serious yeah. the most yeah. serious part of the last five years well i i've said i said this before about some of the opinions today. what i what's kind of a sad part with i feel like modern day there, there's so much content there's so much to absorb um, it's not whether you're right or wrong. It is sometimes if you're first and that's what comes back to first impressions are, are so key anymore. It's so easy. There's so many options. People could just write it off and walk away mm -hmm. if this was not handled well. Yeah. Um, and I know you guys have taken some flack over how long it's taken to put this out from initial announcements and you guys are very quiet. Like, Hey, we're doing this right. And again, my experience today is like, okay, I yeah. understand the weight. And, I made a few jokes. And, and the, we think that the parts unveil, yeah. the part unveil. Yeah. I, we made yeah. a few jokes. And it that. was emotional. You know, we're, you know, that's the, the group here. The riders are emotional, right? It's, yeah. it's, so we knew that, but it was still more important to do the right thing. Yeah. Right. For the, for the bike, for the brand. So that was always the key, you know, yeah. from, from our leadership and they've been amazing. The amount of support, I mean, if you think about the amount of people we've hired, we haven't even sold one motorcycle yet. It's yeah. just simply amazing. You know, building a race facility, the whole dealer infrastructure, yeah. brand new motorcycle commitment with a you know 450 coming in the future. The MXGP team, you know, it's it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, no, absolutely. I'm so curious uh, for you internally dealing with your staff, seeing people's excitement for a brand that. The racing with this has been like the Moto 2 engine supply deal, some, some super bikes, actually not super bikes, just some other little series you guys participated. But to go to this scale of racing, what's it like to just see everybody in the company, like their excitement levels about it, how in tune they are with it, the factor by watching, like everybody having a reason to, other than just cheer, oh, the company's doing good, cheering for a racing product and something you guys have put so much into. Yeah, it's just that emotional connection where I think, you know, I would say the great thing about Triumph is 90% of our staff across the board ride. 
I mean, really, really ride. So it's a great thing because they're they're true passionate motorcyclists. But now when we're gonna, you know, we're competing in the highest level, you can really they're emotionally connected to whether you know the sports fans we have here. Or, in Europe, it's that same level. So even down to when are we going to have Triumph Racing gear? When are we going to have this? When can I buy the jersey and the stuff that Jalik's wearing? So just to see it, and it's down to from admin people to the warehouse people, you know, throughout the whole company, that passion level is so high. You have to remind them, like, hey, we still have a job to do over here. We still have right. to sell and market motorcycles because yeah. everybody wants to be involved. So it's been, and I think that's the really cool thing from, from my spot is being Watch how this has touched literally everybody in our company, down to every person. You know, it's just learning that knowledge of something brand new, but the excitement that we're going to be competing at the highest, highest level. You know, is right. And, uh, it, and that's why I say it's a family because it, it, truly, it truly is a family. Is. Yeah, you know, the, they're sitting at the factory. Uh, everybody's in the warehouse watching the, the D Detroit Supercross all pumped. You know, you can you imagine everybody there just, yeah. you know, they're all they were all into it. Well, we did what L.A. and uh, it was eight hours difference in the U.K. And our CEO's up at three in the morning, you know, texting me. He's like, how did it go? Yeah. You know, but that's you think in any other brand, the CEO, the company's up, you know, passionate yeah. about how Jeff and Ricky and, did. And right? he was texting him all day today. Y you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. because, you know, no, it's cool. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's what moves this. And it's super cool that we have that, that amount of support. I mean, our CEO probably knows 80% of our dealers personally around the world. Yeah. That, that's not, yeah. you know, that doesn't happen often. Right. That's, no, it's cool. It, um, before I let you guys go, cause it is getting late and Jeff's passes bedtime. Um, Rod, you were at Suzuki for a long time. You worked under Mel Harris, who mm -hmm. was there a long time before that. Yeah took Mel's job when he retired mm -hmm. and then moved to Triumph. Um, I'm interested, um, did Triumph come headhunt you? Were you looking for a change from Suzuki? How did that come about? Well, uh, a little bit of both. So Suzuki was pushing. So I originally moved here before Mel retired. I was in charge of the ATV division. Okay. And, and when I moved to Georgia, um, Suzuki built their manufacturing facility in Rome, Georgia. So oh, all okay. the ATVs globally are, are made in Georgia. So that's when I moved here. And then... You know, my kids, we, 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 we were here for probably 10 years and just we liked Georgia. You know, my kids were doing amazing in school and that, you know, that's the most important piece. My wife loved it in Georgia. And then, the, you know, we had a change in presidents at, at Suzuki. So about every four years they changed the, the presidents and the president that was there. He was fine with me traveling back and forth. No problem. Mm -hmm. New president came and he's like, you got a year, you got to be here. And. You know, I was like, you know, I'm not, I don't want to bust up my family. They ran around the country they for me. They were going to take you from away from the ATV division to be like Mel in Brea. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, I was already doing Mel, but I was flying back got and it. forth. And okay. then they, you know, then it, the new president's like, no, you got to come out and be in California full yeah. time. So they gave me a year. And then in that year, just accidentally Triumph headhunted me. Right. You know. Um, interesting. Yeah. So w are you more of a moto guy? Like yeah. I mean, I grew up my, my, yeah, my family owned a Yamaha dealership, you know, uh, um, so I grew up racing. You know, it's, okay. it's really my passion. But then, of course, I just grew into a motorcyclist, you know what yep. I mean, in all parts of it. Mm -hmm. And then um, my grandfather passed away. My grandmother wanted to sell the dealership. And then I went and I became a, a district sales manager at Suzuki and then kind of worked your way up from there. Yeah. Whole, yeah. Whole, you know, I didn't so. know Mel really well, but I talked to him here and there over the years. Uh, I don't think as a media guy, more just as a mechanic or whatever, being around. Nice guy. Always seemed like a real friendly guy. And like Suzuki certainly had a history of winning. Uh, right. I mean, even, you know, you go back to the 80s and you go into the little slump in the 90s, but then getting Ricky back, Roger turned the program around. Ricky came. And then, you know, it kept going, Dunge, and then, but then we've seen what happened. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of, 
I mean, again, they're good bikes. We talked about it later, but yeah. earlier. But it is a little uh, disheartening to see Suzuki's effort. You know. Yeah, they make great product. You know, yeah. and it's 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 sad to see that because everybody makes really good product, but it's just commitments in different areas. You but know? they, from what I understand, they make money. They sell lots of motorcycles. They sell lots of cars. Cars, super they're, strong. They're doing well. Marine. They just Marine is. Right, yeah, Marine. Marine is huge. Somebody in position of power is like, we don't care about off-road. Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. And you know, I keep hearing about. Pat Alexander told me four years ago, a new president is coming. He loves off-road. Everything's going to change. Nothing's changed. And nothing's, nothing's changed. changed. <laughs> you know, uh, Chris Wheeler's a buddy of mine. Yeah. He's there now. I talk to Wheeler all the time, and he's like, yeah, the presidents come and go, and they have different agendas and different enthusiasm, but I'm like, well, none of them like off-road. Yeah. Right? So it's tough. A little tough. Yeah. yeah. And all great guys. You know, Pat was there for, geez, forever, and Chris, yeah. Chris all, all great people that are there. So. Yeah. Hey, it's we're just, just fortunate that Kenny... What's that? We're just fortunate that Kenny chose that, yeah, and absolutely. he's actually keeping them alive, and yeah. it's it's yeah. it's Doing raised amazing. the enthusiasm in our sport. Yeah, and so it's it's been a blessing. That Can't believe Rod let Dungey go, though. Can't believe Rod did that. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. That's a tough break. Yeah, yeah it was. It was a challenge. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I did bring James, and I and and I, you know, yeah. Of course, every everything we did with Ricky. So yeah, I uh, we were talking at a commercial break. I'm a big fan of Mike Webb. I've always liked Mike. He's, Love Mike. He's a good dude, and I felt so sorry for him because Dunge didn't like him because the bike broke, but Mike wasn't Mike's fault. <laughs> and then Mike had to deal with Stu, who, you know. Oh, it's impossible. Yeah. Up and down. Right. <laughs> the, 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 the roller coaster of James Stewart. Yeah. And I remember being like, hey, Mike, don't you just wish you were back in the woods with like Rodney and Kodowski? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the good old off-road days. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. felt bad for Mike because he was such a good dude who just wanted to like have a good time and, you know, be serious when yeah. he needed to be serious. But I think James took him like it just ruined him, you know, so. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a, certainly a good legacy over there at Suzuki for sure. So I mean, let's hope they pull it back together. I mean, the pipes run a good team. Dustin yep. pipes, they're yep. doing good yep. things. Wow. Like you said, Kenny chose the bike. He had other offers to go. And yep. no, it's we're we're fortunate that he did. It's yep. it's kept a spark and yeah. kickstart alive. And it's, oh, it's, it's amazing it's what been, Kenny's doing. Yeah, I it's think. been great. It's just, just think of all the money they're saving on tooling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Tooling hasn't changed. No, yeah. no they're selling bikes. Tooling hasn't though, changed. If the, if the mold's worn out and they buy a new mold, <laughs> dude, that's you know when I mean? they'll like, finally change the bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just like, man, we got to buy a new mold. This mm. thing's worn out. Now, uh, being a fan of the Supercross series, it's just been a great year. Really. It has been it's, great. It's been, yeah. it's been great yeah, it's to, watch to watch and and lots of lots of action and yeah. and changes. And I think we're going to see a lot of changes next year. There's some guys that'll be going out and some young guys coming in. So. It's it's a it's a good time to be coming it's a great in time. and uh, all new brands, great TV coverage, yeah, right? Yeah. Stadiums it's, it's, are doing it's all, it's all no, positive. And Feldman MX Sports getting oh, together. They're everybody. I mean, they used to hate each other. Yep. And now they're working together, and yeah. the purse money's up, yep. big time for the riders, and oh. they're working together. I roll my eyes a little bit at this SMX being the ultimate thing, but hey, whatever. That's cool. Like. Mm -hmm. It's all good. Like yeah. everything seems to be going up. You right? want to I mean, talk? The, you want to talk about money. the purse money real quick? What's that? You want to talk about the purse money real quick? We can, because I've I've been an advocate of this forever. I say the top five guys don't need any purse money. Without the privateers there, yeah. we have nothing. Give that. Put more money at the at the back end of the at the back end of the deal because they're making a shit ton anyway. They, they, yeah, they're yeah. making yeah. the five guys are making. They they don't they don't not they're, they're not going to they're not the going to miss that five thousand no. bucks. No. But without 
10th place yeah. through 21st place, we don't have nothing. We'll, yeah. we'll be like what they have in Europe. Yeah. 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 I've, been, I've been an advocate of that forever, and I know it'll never happen, but that's just my two cents. Right. I will say the 250 purse was pretty bad for a long time. Mm-hmm. It is now close to the 450 purse, yeah. Yeah. so they put a lot of money into mm-hmm. it. And then, of course, the SMX races have been really good. So racers are making more money, yeah. Yeah. which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the medium that. needs more money. What Should, was the purse for you winning Supercross back in the day? Five grand. Five grand. Yeah. Gold coins. Well, what was win, gold, gold coins? What was win bonus back then? Uh, win bonus was thirty five thousand. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Which changed. Jeremy? When Jeremy won ninety six or ninety six uh, fifteen races, he only got five grand to win for Honda for win bonus for win bonus. Really? Five grand. He won one race on Suzuki. Suzuki, two races maybe on Suzuki, made more money than he did the year before in Honda yeah. for race win bonuses. Yeah. So it was pretty crazy no, to times see back then. Times have changed, change. no yeah. doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Um, and they'll continue to change. It's a circle of life. So I was fl- off weekend. I was flipping through YouTube. I'll let you go. One, one last story. Flipping through YouTube. 93. You've already screwed him now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 93 Supercross yeah, yeah. season in review. Yeah. So they go through the whole season in 93. Yeah. You were so pissed. You were so angry at these post races. This interviews. is how you're going to leave him? No, no, no but it's you true. You should have heard him this point, morning. Said, at one point, you're like, look, man, he just keeps getting the start. And I know that if, if, if he doesn't get the start, we can rough him up and we can get in there. And then he had like a, Jeremy we're talking about, he had like a 20-something point lead. Mm-hmm. And then he had a shitty race from the back of the pack. And you won. And Damon and Kurdowski were top three. And he maybe got fourth or fifth. And you guys closed it within like 16 points. And then you gave the interview like... We're coming around, man. We're just, you know, it's going to be, uh, and then, dude, the next race he wins, he wins and the next wins. race he wins, and <laughs> nobody likes talking it. about you, and yeah, you're just, yeah. you're yeah. irate after Yeah, nobody race. likes a new guy coming in. Yeah. No different. Do you think everybody likes Jeff no. coming in right now? No. No, absolutely. Well, I mean, he's like you in 89. No one liked you at night. Absolutely. Yeah, no one liked you yeah. in 89. It's a new ingredient so. in the sauce, yeah, it's right? A, it's, as I said, it's a circle of life, yeah. you know? You get but, used to it or make it, make a change. But even like Damon was, was you know, he was, he was throwing it away a lot. In 93, he was crashing a lot. Mm-hmm. You weren't crashing so much, but just couldn't get the spark back. But I was just watching it going like, you guys at the time had to be going like, what the fuck is happening? Because yeah. in 92, yeah. you won everything. Yep. You two guys. Yeah. And, what happened and, in and, one year? And Jeremy, but Jeremy was on a peak, 125. You know, yeah. he was winning everything. You knew. You know, you, you didn't know that it was coming, but yeah. you know, you knew there was ready ready for a guard to change. It it happens. It, it, what, it that, happens all the time. It was just weird that both of you just couldn't get it together. Yeah. At the same time, it was yeah. like the Coliseum race. Yeah. Was one guy champion, one guy, and then he never got it back. And then maybe you were like, "I'm going to win again, right?" I mean, I won ninety two. I'm going to win again, and. It was just such a... It was so different back then. You know, we'd do all the races here, and, you know, I'm, I really made all my money in Europe. Yeah. You know, I, there, was, there was 1990, 91, 92, 93. I did 55 races a year. These guys bitch if they do 36 <laughs> races a year. That's when all the invitational races were over there. You yeah. know, you get 30,000, 40,000 a night just to show up. Right. Mm. And so... Um, for me, I just burned myself just burned out. I burned, yeah. you know, my dad, I was born and raised on a farm, dude. You make the hay when the sun shines and that money's coming up. I go over there and do 20 races in the off season. Yeah, right. Right. You'll do two a night. <laughs> I do. We yeah. go do Paris and do four a night. Right. Right. You know, so, so you think by 93 came, you were, you I was were burned burnt. out, dude. I was hundred percent burnt out. I was, you know, yeah. I, because you do 50 races a year, but I, yeah, you had to. You right. told I mean, me one time you made more money in the off season than from your factory Honda. Contract, absolutely, which is insane. That's absolutely. crazy. Think about yeah. that. Listen, I went to Bercy and made fifty thousand a night. You raced three nights or four Holy nights. Crap. Yeah, 
that the money was insane. And then you leave there and you go to to yeah. to G- G- Geneva, Geneva and you race two nights there. Yeah, yeah, you had no choice. You you just did it. Yeah. You made the hay when the sun shines. Right. Podiums I mean, that, are better. That that money's gone. Camel girls. Oh yeah. 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 Kissing girls on the podium. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm all about it. Absolutely. There's there's a video of Jeff uh, making out with a, uh, a podium girl. Absolutely. I'm like, that is awesome. That's yeah. That, that was the that was the fun. And I yeah. and I said gold coin. Yeah. Coors extra gold. You had the option if you won the race, you could take the check, or you could take the gold coins. Hmm. We got stacks of them. Stacks of gold coins. Really? You yeah. still got them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I still got them. So yeah, I just times. I was watching that race and I was like, look at this kid. You know, Jeremy was just all smiling, right? Mm-hmm. It was all just kind of easy. Yeah. And then you and Damon and Mike, too, they interviewed Mike a little bit, Kudrowski, and you guys are searching, right? You're just, like, hoping this kid, like, you're just like, when is this guy yeah. going to break? Like, when is he going to crack, right? And, yeah. I mean, you guys are the do- top guys, and it just struck me watching it how mad you guys were and yeah. just, like, you, oh, you're, like you said, burnout. Damon was yeah. crushed already yeah. from you, losing you, it. Whether you want to admit it or not, you see the circle of life changing. Yeah. You know, Jeremy was the king, and then we saw the circle of life with RC come yep. in. You know, you see it yeah. every five, six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we're seeing it right now. Yep. Yeah, whether yeah you I wanna, think we are. Whether you want to hear it or not, we're seeing it right now. I think yeah. we are. You're right. So... Uh, well, thanks, guys. Thank yeah, you for thank coming you. in. I oh, thank you, guys. It. Thanks for having us. Oh, really you. cool to talk to all of you guys this weekend and see everybody. And again, like Yogi was there and Clement the South. Yeah. I don't think I said uh, I, I went to GPs. I don't think I said as half as many words to, to Clement when he raced as I did today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like super yeah. friendly guy. And I remember interviewing him a few times, and he was really like all business, kind of like you back in the day. Yeah. And like, and then today he was like. Laughing and joking, talking about Spain, and you yeah. know what I mean. So yeah. different pressures, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. race Absolutely. days. Ricky yeah. was the same way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was really cool to have all you guys here, and yeah. like it's a star-studded field yeah. and triumph cool. people. And yeah. so we're yeah. serious. Yeah, thank yeah. you. We're all in. No, thank you guys. It's, thank you. It's, it's appreciate been awesome. It. Thanks yeah. for coming in, Jeff Stanton, Rod Lepuznak, uh, Triumph America. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Great times on the Pulp Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com. Decal works. Fly racing. Let's uh, let's do the race tech rant. Let's. Uh, you guys can. You want to stick around or? What, whatever. Go ahead, get the hell out of here. Yeah. I mean, Do what you can, Jeff. Run. Run as <laughs> fast as you Run. can. Otherwise, I'm going to start talking about Grafton <laughs> and, and, and See you guys. Grafton. Thank you. Uh, very, very fun to, to be out here. Uh, we'll get Kellen Brower in here. Let's talk a little bit about the bike. Kellen, you awake? We'll Come on some in. Questions. Uh, race Tech rant, though. Let's do that real quick. My Race Tech rant. You again, <laughs> just you. I wonder no. what I, I'm not thinking. I'm trying to think this whole night like, what this the hell could I have done to piss you off? I'm always you know, the person like, in trouble. It's fun to see you in just, trouble. Just what? you know, I've been riding my dirt bike more than ever. Yes, and I've given you props, right? I've been riding my dirt bike more than ever. There is no chance that you thought I would come out to Georgia to test ride a motorcycle, like, or sorry, Florida, yeah, to test ride this motorcycle, but I did it. Yeah, I thought it would be fun. Okay, I'm not a test rider. Mm-hmm. I'm not a 250F guy, but I thought it would be fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm out there, and I really felt like I rode a lot. I put on over an hour, I think, today. Mm-hmm. For me, that's a lot. And I'm sitting there, and you're just like, hey, 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 like on the track. And you're like doing this with your wrist. Bro, I'm here. I'm riding. <laughs> I'm Leave here. me alone. Like, it's never good enough for you. I'm That's riding more false. than ever. <laughs> false. No, it's never good enough. And then Stop. Ricky had to step up and get my back a he little bit. He did get your back, yeah. But I didn't even attack you because Ricky blocked it. No, you were on the track going, hey. hey. That was a different time. I was actually oh, okay, com- so I was coming time. for you. And then I'm like, hey. And Ricky walked in. He's like, what's up? I'm like, did he ride? 
And he's like, yeah, he just got off the track. I'm like, okay. Okay, yeah. Don't monitor my riding. Okay? Don't worry about my riding. Like, I'm just making sure you're maximizing your time while you're here. You should be so happy that I flew to Florida to I test am. ride a 250F. Right. I'm here's, just wondering how his testing day was. They had so much time to monitor your riding because, you know, the rest of us are testing bikes oh, while this guy. He, he wrote a lot. I here, here's the thing. I like to see you ride. So my enthusiasm to get you on the track should show you how happy I am. Leave if me alone. I didn't give a shit, I would not. <laughs> leave I would leave you alone. alone. I'm here. I rode an hour today. Leave me alone. All right? I'm sorry. You should be happy that I'm just here doing that. I am happy. All right. But I would like. Don't talk to Ricky. Don't make signals on the track in front of everybody. All the Triumph guys are there. And he's going. Hey, hey, and no. he's pointing to his watch. And he's doing this. And I like just all the revved my engine like, oh, and said, come shit. back out with me. That's what I said. Yeah. Well, that's all I want. That's my race tech rant. You. Oh, that's not that bad. Thanks, Jeff. Six time. Let you. <laughs> He's laughing. Yeah. Uh, so just leave me alone, okay? Huh? I'm happy. Well, that's I'm not going to leave you alone. What? But I apologize. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Let's. Uh, let's. That's late. I'm going to go to bed. But I want to talk about the bike. No after dark. <laughs> <laughs> I still have those letters dark. Uh, Kellen, I was very disappointed you didn't ride today. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. No, no, no. I just wanted him monitoring to ride. Riding, just, monitoring riding, monitoring riding. He flew all the way out here. I wish he would have rode a little bit. Kellen does like riding motorcycles. Yes, but that's I do. Fine. Yeah. You know, he's a hardworking video guy. Yes. A um, little bit of controversy this morning with the embargo. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that? Sure. Sure. So the, uh, the Triumph guys knew I was here for this show, and I asked yeah. if I could have guests, and, you know, they said sure, and, like, I thought it would be really cool. And I'm guessing, I don't know this, but I'm guessing word filtered down to some other media guys that I'm doing a show tonight. I don't think it was that. No. Oh, it wasn't. Nothing to do no. with it. No. Okay, so, 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 so then the Triumph guys tell us 6 p.m. is the embargo time, which is the same time I was start, supposed to start the show. That's what yeah. snowballed it, yeah. So I was like, that's why I thought that, because right. they said 6 because of my show. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's why I was like, hey, wait, that's an odd time. That's when I'm starting my show. Anyway, so it wasn't that. But somehow this morning it turned into Triumph being a little worried that we were going to talk about the bike on the show tonight, and then the the team wanted more time to get videos ready because that is kind of early, 6 yeah. p.m. Well, it's Easter. so it started last night. The original embargo was supposed to be 6 p.m. after we were done riding today. Myself and Tilly brought up our concern based on some other recent interests. Oh, you interest. called me. No, it has nothing <laughs> yeah, yeah. to do with He's you. Part it, of it has nothing to do with you. Let me finish. Pretty much went to him like, hey, you guys have put all this effort into doing this great intro. You've given us all this riding time, all this time to work with technicians. If you want to run 6 p.m., I'm straight up going to tell you that some, particular one, media outlet, will probably quit at lunch, record their video, and put it out and not do your full day because you're setting it at 6 p.m. and everybody's in a time war. Versus if you set it back a day, everybody will do a full day. People will give your bike the full, true shot it deserves. They'll spend all yeah. the testing time, and everybody will release their content at the same time. When when you look at automotive and you look at tech, that's how they do it because it allows everybody the proper time to do their job and put so out the best content. makes great sense, perfect yes. sense, like you said, because there will be people that just start stop riding today. Just rush it. Just but then how did first. my show get brought well, into today? Well, so the only thing, so they at first last night, they're like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And then I think they finally realized, like, oh, crap, we said that Steve can do that show, and it's going to get brought up. And then I get they're working with all this new. They were being sensitive of, like, hey, we want to tell you all to push back the embargo like we talked to Moshi about, but we also have to be aware that we promised these guys could do a show but then, like you said, the counter-argument came up. A couple people were sensitive, like, oh, well, no, if he's talking about in the show, then we should all just be able to do it. But I agreed with your sense, like, okay, this is not a testing. No. It's not the same thing. I was very no. sensitive to how 
YouTube content is released. Our YouTube title is not going to be Triumph Te- Tech exactly. today. <laughs> exactly. No offense. There's people live streaming this, and you have your set podcast listeners still listen to this, but people are not instantly clicking into this right now knowing we're breaking down the Triumph, like what will happen at 6 p.m. when the embargo is lifted tomorrow and yeah. all the proper content comes right. out. And, and my argument was partially for my own guys. Like, I wanted to do a better job, and I told the Triumph guys, like, hey, I think you guys have put in so much effort into this. You guys should get the best of everybody here today. Mm, got him. He got him with that one. That was that was, uh, that was true, a good though. one. Like, also, it all goes down to rhythm. Okay, if we all drop our content at the same time properly and it's all well done, somebody's going to sit down, watch, Racer X, and next feed's going to be mine, and then Dirt Bike. Like, somebody will actually sit down and spend – 30 or 40 minutes learning about this bike versus one gets dropped six hours early because somebody decided to cut out early. They're going to watch that. Whether it's a good, a bad opinion, they may just take that and walk. Well, okay. It's so better it's for the brand. The it's better for all of us. When it was well, it got turned was... weird on you. And then, and, yeah. It it was actually, said, it's, it's, they it's, said at one point, Triumph guys, hey, can you not talk about the bike tonight on the show to well, me? Well, like I said, they were trying to be sensitive right. because they were going to move the embargo yeah, again. And like, that's no. something we talked about earlier with Rod. I I'm really commend them on is being flexible. Like I go to any other intro, it is hard. This is what we're doing, not doing. They took all of our suggestions right. that meant something. Well, I, I felt attacked. That's what was weird. <laughs> yeah. is what we were sitting there before this intro talking about this embargo. Usually we don't even get a chance to do that. Right. Okay. This is like here to what so, it is. Let's talk about we did have to bring it to a vote because it was getting danced around for a while. So I was like, can we just vote yeah. on our final here? Let's, uh, let's talk about the bike a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Kiefer, you've developed this thing. You've helped develop it. One of, I'm not. The You're one guy. of the developers yeah. of this bike. I'm a Yamaha guy, and I don't, I'm not a test rider nor a 250F guy, anyways. So we're we're biased. Look, at, I'm not I'm not here to sell the bike. That's not my job. I, I, that's Ricky's job. That's the other guy. I'm here to test the motorcycles, give them the feedback, and then with my job and my business, I'm going to give that same feedback to the consumer. Like, here's what I think. This is my Total thoughts. I bet if you read our or watch our Racer X review, it's not that all different than what these guys are probably saying. So there's no bias there. It's just, here's what I feel. I'm not trying to sell you on the damn thing. Do whatever you want. So the bike was good. The bike is competitive right out of the box with all the other five, would you say? Yes. I mean, it's not going to win all the shootouts going away, and it's also not going to get last. No, it, I, it is- I said in mine, like, just judging off me riding a different track, right? I'm like, it's a podium-level bike for me in a shootout out of the box. Like, it's yeah. in that range of conversation. What did you like about it? Uh, like I said earlier, yeah. chassis was a huge Sorry, standout to me. Sorry, I that question. Balance, Flint. touch feel. Um, like I said, started out pre-conservative. I was pretty impressed how nose-heavy I could get with it. Just kept bump up sag, taking forks up, how much weight I could put on it, and how... Stable, it still stayed. Um, just not getting twitchy, not loading the front and knifing in. Didn't feel like it was wandering. Uh, power character, what Chris said earlier. For me, I still think there's a bike or two in the class that maybe have better overall torque output, but the tor- the width of where the peak torque is on this bike is pretty impressive. It is very linear, easy ride. I thought the mapping was excellent out of the box in terms of cleanness, uh, connectivity. Thought feeling. we were on embargo. Mm-hmm. Thought we were embargoed. No, no we're allowed to talk about this. Ta- oh. Okay. What? No, I mean, you want to make embargo? We we discussed that we're discussing yeah, we're the good. bike on the oh, show. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Just fit. What it comes down to is my yeah. final like answer is fit and finish is really high on this bike, and that's from how it, the quality of it looks and a lot of what I felt. I feel like riding. Yeah. Like by example, I rode the the Beta last week or right before we flew, and that's by a manufacturer that's been making off road bikes. It's their first motocross bike. I rode it. It was pretty good, but there were 
some little things that stood out fin finish wise. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is our first attempt. I expected it. I was genuinely impressed. Like, you blindfold me. I tell you, this is somebody that's been making dirt bikes for 20 years. Yeah, I agree. It was, it's the components are nice. Everything's put together nice. The bike looks mm-hmm. clean. The bolts are hidden in spots. And then, yeah. you know, like, yeah, it looks like good. Like I said, it passes the sniff of the eye test. I was wandering yeah. around once we actually got to see in the room last night, just looking around at everything. I'm like, man, yeah. I, I can see the effort. Chris, uh, I actually checked them out at the Coliseum. I was, Yep. down on the Coliseum looking at them pretty closely when they yeah, that was probably an early version too yeah and there was still from yeah. that to this one I saw a lot of things cleaned up because I remember I was shooting photos when it was in the tunnel and I got asked like hey we love the press like getting on this but they kind of warned me like hey don't get too close on a few things there were some unfinished items okay. on yeah. this bike Chris uh, uh, if this was a shootout 250 shootout where's the triumph right in the mix I yeah mean, I would agree with Michael yeah. like it's it's around to me like if it wins, I wouldn't be surprised. If it gets third, fourth, it wouldn't be surprised. Right, but but it's right uh, right in the mix. It's in the mix. Like yeah. for me, I'm not here saying, "Oh, it's the best bike ever." Here's what it does. Ever, this way better than Yamaha or KTM. Like there's a lot of things that it does really well, as good as others, and there's a couple things that are better than others. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is an excellent motorcycle to start out with. Yeah. Right. So well-rounded. Like I think of. 250 shot Howie, love the engine, can't stand the stock fork. Yep. I can't really say I got off this bike and like, can't, nothing I sat there and get, man, I can't stand that. I'm like, oh, this bike does this a little better than the Shramp. This does this a little better, but there was nothing where I'm like. Who won your 250 shootout? Uh, Yamaha still. Yeah. It was close between Yamaha and KTM this year. Yeah, so I think Yamaha lacks a little bit of torque this year, and their frame is stiffer, so mm-hmm. some of those are negatives this year. Yep. Um, KTM still has an air fork, right? Yep. So that's a knock on it. It has a good engine chassis maybe a little bit stiff so do um, you so some of the people were saying you know this motor does look a lot like a ktm motor yeah um do you feel like it's ktm type of power in areas i do and and i say i still stand by the bike feels unique when i ride it yeah but if i'm trying to compare and i got to think about the consumer and what people want to know so hey how's it compared to this because when i get emails Kiefer, i'm deciding on this bike or this bike and i think about people going to buy a yamaha ktm or a Triumph, and I'm trying to compare that. So for me, a little bit more torque and low-end response than a KTM, and to me, mid-range feels very similar, but it has more RPM response and touch and recovery Mm -hmm. than a KTM, and I think it pulls farther Mm -hmm. because I've had all these bikes before, right? And I got to ride all these bikes and this bike at the same time because they bought them, and I'm here to ride them. At one point, they had a KTM motor in the Triumph chassis, I think. They had a Yamaha motor in the Triumph chassis, I believe. Like they told us in the meeting, yeah. like they're, they take inspiration from all this stuff and they want to try to build their own, right? They, they attacked that question head on. I asked it during the presentation last night, like, okay, straight up, this looks like yeah. bull pattern, everything, blah, blah, this looks like an outgoing KTM engine. Clearly, the more I looked at, like you can see they machine, like it is their own machining mm-hmm. process, their own cam process, et cetera. But their answer was, hey, we baselined everything and this is where we want to start and develop from. Yeah. And I respect the way they answered it, they didn't dance around the subject and try to lie to my face, basically. Right. They definitely did want to make the point that this is an all-new motorcycle. Yeah. Which I think they've seen on social. People yeah. are like, oh, it's just going to be a KTM. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And you're still going to get it because yeah. there's similarities within the engine. You're like, oh, yeah, it looks like a KTM. Or right. it looks like an older Yamaha frame. Again, right. there's only so many ways to skin a cat, yeah. though. Okay, yeah. I, I saw some people forget, oh, look how unique the Ducati is. Looks like it's very similar to a Honda chassis. Yeah, the motors, their own Desmondron. They have some yeah. unique IP. But even I look at that bike that's doing some pretty unique stuff. 
I can still point out things that are very similar to here's, another Here's how I look at it. If you're not one of the big brands that have been doing it for a very long time, and then you have your own, I want to say, proprietary parts, frame, engine, how good is that bike? Not very good. Mm -hmm. So if you take others that are doing it well, then bend it, shape it, and create your own, and I feel like you have a better chance of getting upwards. Yeah, absolutely. They did say that the frame is the only, like, Spine, what do they call it? Spine, center spine, center spine? aluminum frame on Have a four stroke. Have they seen Yamaha two strokes? Four stroke. Have they seen I think Yamaha? They, they said a motorcycle. They didn't say mm -hmm. four stroke. They said motorcycle. Okay. Yamaha two, two stroke. stroke, stroke. <laughs> Anyways, I wonder the that would be really interesting to me. Did they have a perimeter frame? Did they try it? You know, like somewhere so, some engineer went, "Hey man, I like you know we're gonna do single spine and." They said for the gas tank reasons and off-road off reasons. It's basically future platform. That makes sense for sure. As soon but, as they allow me the green light, yep. um, there's things that I want to write about and talk about from yep. day one. I think it'd be really interesting. I'm just, I just know there's certain things I can't talk about right now. Mm -hmm. um, but once they say, yeah, we, we can talk about it, then yeah. I'm all for it. Okay. Uh, all right. Anything else on the bike? Should we do the uh, motorsport tweets? Yeah, I'm good. Do I have that thing? Dun, dun. Oh, you got a tear off. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Just let you do it. Well, I think that's X round tear. No, oh, you got the end of it. It's the motorsport.com tweet. It's getting late. Motorsport.com. Tweet at me. Uh, thank you to the folks at motorsport.com. And to go through the banner to help us out. Great guys. The, the best place to get off road parts, for sure. They'll probably have trying parts soon. Um, Okay, we asked for questions for Ricky and Hot Sauce, and I forgot, so they're gone. Um, <laughs> you want Michael and I to act like you know what You know what you're going to get when you get back home? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get so much shit when you get back home, you're like, your team is going to go like, you can't run the show without us. <laughs> we need raises. Clearly, uh, you're a failure. Okay, uh, let's, uh, this question's for me, but let's let Kiefer answer it. because As you or just no, my answers? No, you would know this. <laughs> you have to say From it. Snowman. Lewis... Kellen, Dark, me, and Weege line up for a race in moto. What order do we finish in? Ooh, okay. So Steve, Lewis, Kellen, Dark, and Weege. So Lewis is last because he can't ride. What? Well, we don't know. No, he, he, he doesn't. He doesn't ride. Yeah. No, he rides. He, he refuses. Did. Refuses. We've been yeah. trying. He has yeah. a dirt he did bike race in back years. in the day. It's what been track? Like seven yeah. years. What track? I, I don't know. Somewhere this gentleman doesn't say that. It's, I mean, yeah. it's, no, for it's you and Dark, I got to know what track because it's close. Yeah. Am I beating Kellen? Yes. So it's me and Dark, one and two in some order. Yes. We, and then how's Kellen? John Moto? And then Kellen? Then Weege and Lewis? Weege and Lewis. Okay. That's well, I fair. had Dark covered at Mesquite. He crashed twice. That's in what I'm saying. Trying to hold me off. Right. I beat him to World Vets at Glen Helen. I think he would have been. But I feel today. like he's you got you at, 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 at Glen Helen lately. I think he's he's better. No, 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 sir. I don't think he's better. <laughs> okay. We need another face-off. Uh, for all of us, with the uncharacteristic mistakes for Jet and the lack of mistakes for Chase, does that validate Chase's claims on the bike being the reason for so many falls during his time on the 450? No. 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 I mean, I think... Chase's lack of mistakes right now are because he's not comfortable enough on the bike to push it the way he did on the Honda and maybe pushed it beyond sometimes. But I think even 
currently it's because he's battling an injury, so he's just riding slower. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, Kiefer from Justin. Do you tend to ride a demo bike harder than any other bike? Demo bike as in like a test, test bike? Test bike, I would guess, yeah. No, same. Even when I, I buy a bike every year, and then I ride the same. All right. John Henning wants to know, we need to know who Webb's middle finger was for. We don't, we don't know. Everyone. Yeah. No. Everyone? Everyone. <laughs> the world. All right. Uh, from Twitterless to you, Kyle Peters or Brees, who's going to get this thing? KP. KP's got – there's only one point between first and second and all that, so I'll go KP can nurse this thing home. How many rounds left? Three. Three? There's six-point lead? Six? Yeah. Isn't one of them a doubleheader? How many rounds? Three? I thought it was like five because two of them are doubleheaders or something. No, it's Daytona. Two Daytona. Daytona. Yeah. There's three Daytonas, isn't there? Not it's Daytona, and then it's like a doubleheader night, I thought. So that's four. I still think he's Vegas, got it. Vegas at the end. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll say Brees just to be different, but yeah, it's coin flip. What do you think? KP. KP? All right. Um, do, 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 do. Just scrolling through all the... Tell him. Great job. Can have him screenshot a couple to send him to Yeah, you? I'm sorry. Apparently, I should guys have working remote? jumped ahead of this. Why? What's wrong? He's saying I should have had you pre-prepared with all of these tweets. Oh, no, that's fine. I, I got a lot of United stuff because I was, I was putting on Twitter <laughs> about United screwing me over. Okay. Couldn't have Tal- Talon couldn't do his job remote in the screenshot. Are you ready to admit that United maybe isn't? No, they as absolutely a- all suck. How many times <laughs> <we> have- <laughs> you know, we've gone from yeah, it's best they just all suck. Yeah, they're no, all no, terrible. No. They, they, they all <laughs> suck, right? So uh, this guy wants to know where you rank the Triumph in the current production. We kind of talked about yeah. that. This guy wants to know, Ricky, are you aware of the rising sensation known as Dark? And are you worried about him <laughs> rising to take your job? So. Right. Uh, hey, we've seen he's great on camera as as we mm, okay. today. Oh, uh, Trev Dog, <laughs> uh, how does an event like Monster Jam, who's owned by Feld, get in baseball stadiums around this time and Supercross can't? Pretty sure they were in Florida's baseball stadium this past weekend. Would be cool to see Supercross there on top of Daytona. Depends on timing, obviously, too. How, who gets what I at what time? Timing and even market. Like yeah. it just because a Monster Jam's in a stadium doesn't mean a Supercross is going to work there. I mean, to put it bluntly, they're you have a higher chance of a Monster Jam working in wider range of markets. What Florida stadium would they have been in this week in Miami's? Camping World? No, yeah. that's the football one, isn't it? There's Tropicana, which is the Rays, and there's Marlins Park, which is where the Marlins play. Those would be the only two baseball stadiums in Florida. Hmm. I'm not a baseball guy. I don't and know. I guys. think Feld has said, like, nah, no Miami. Doesn't make sense for us. Really? Yeah. So... You think about where uh, Steve, why are the Deacons taking a Sharpie to the Toyota of Escondido logo on Hayden's jersey? Because he know. has a Ford relationship. The family does. Uh, Hayden still drives a Ford and posts about a Ford. So probably, no offense, just gear company. Can't they, they probably, make the jersey without the logo? Some gear companies struggle to get stuff done properly. Okay. We've seen Thor mess up a couple times, right? <laughs> yes. I, yeah. I, I don't want to throw him bust, but they... I mean, it is what for, it is. for brands that do pro athlete gear, they do struggle a little more than others. Okay, the, so this is a question that we got a few people. The, the concrete floors at the stadium, what can we do about them? I mean, are you going to more mats, gym mats? Are we going to yeah, have the Steve I Mathis mean, gym mats? Yeah. What, what do you want? Stay on the track. At some point, our sport's dangerous, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know what you can do I, about that. Like, I get it. Like, 
Do you know how many that'd be a whole other tractor trailer for Feld to carry gym mats around and then yeah. the labor of picking up the gym mats and length? I mean, it, it's yeah. And then guys squirreling out all this trying to walk across. I just always lean back to better safety equipment. Hopefully the air vest. What is about Forkner getting picked up and walking to the mule versus a stretcher? Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> or if I'm a backboard. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know if I'm touching I, that. I, am. I would assume they asked him and he said, I'm good. But uh, it shouldn't I, matter if they asked him yeah. or not, right? Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't care. I Based on what we've seen in the past, I don't care what the rider says considering the incident. The weirdest part is seeing a man get up in what they call a C call the halo, the collar, but not on a backboard. I just with Moreau being not that long ago, right. I just think it's too questionable. I try not to question the medics because I'm not down there. I don't yeah. know what yeah. they're saying. That's or what I'm saying. saying. Like I don't know, yeah. but yeah. It, it is a tough subject. I just um, think it's more of a standard. Like regardless of what they say, I just would love to see it just be stricter, whether they agree or not. Right. I, it's just, is it worth risking? Is it worth risking? But we don't know what was going on down there yeah. either. So, uh, All right. This question is for Chris. Kiefer, gear companies like to point out how breathable and light their clothing is because this is what riders want. Uh, pants rip apart during first crash. Modern gear has no durability. When and how can we stop this? Hashtag man of the people. I mean, he's got a point. The, the newer gear is like... Depends on lines. Honestly, like the high end line is thinner, more breathable. And then right. you, as you go down the line, the fit is obviously different, mm -hmm. yeah. but the, the material itself gets thicker. Yeah, I wore yeah. the Evo stuff today from Fly. And yeah, it's noticeably thicker and fits better than the Kinetic that I normally wear. Yeah. You yeah. know, like the Evo just, does. Yeah, Evo fits better than Kinetic. Yep. Kinetic is thicker, though. Yes, correct. Sorry. You know, yeah. so. I think that's a tough one. I, I see people, they'll get Fox Flex Air or something that's real thin. Then they're like, ah, oh, I destroyed it in a couple of rides. Like, not the product for durability if you want it go get the middle line stuff the lower end line stuff but i was talking to a ray the, about the this other day race. i thought it would be cool like o'neill like have a throwback set of gear every year um i you know let's remake this 1992 set and remake that whole deal i think that would be really cool and then sell it as a retro kit every year same material no 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 oh okay. but just have a replica like 1992 whatever hardware and then the next year for 2025, pick a year and do that year. Because I think it's really, there's a lot of cool nostalgic yeah. mm -hmm. gear sets that I, I well, liked that they should bring back at some point. Yeah, well, but these guys tell me that doesn't sell. That's bullshit. It's one set of gear. I it would sell. Yeah. That's that, what they tell me. Nah. Okay. Look at these LE sets. It, they fucking sell out. All right. From Scott. Uh, Steve, what became of the Moseman on Star thing? I probably missed it, but I remember he's racing this weekend. And he was. Uh, he hurt his back. He showed up at Star, and he was fast, I guess, and then hurt his back. He already had the back problem before he got there, yeah. and they knew about it. Talking to somebody on the team, there was kind of an internal joke like, hey, because of what's going on with Lopes, they're like, do we really need two people that have health issues on the team? Yeah. It was kind of – the problem was he was fast, but I heard from different people internally. It was like some people want him race. The rest of it, some of us are like, what are we doing with this situation? Is Lopes right. coming back? What? Is Lopes coming back? What are we uh, doing? I don't know. Yeah. Um, he's got uh, arm pump problems again, and I don't know, arm yeah. issues still. Hmm. I think he got uh, a surgery done, another procedure done, I should say, another procedure, not a surgery, and it didn't work again. Hmm. So I really feel bad for Enzo because this was kind of – This was a make or break yeah. deal, right? It really was. So yeah. uh, we got to complain about your low energy on the show tonight. I'm yeah, I'm cold. Can you hear me? I'm sick. <laughs> sorry, man. Sick, traveling, uh, it's a late sorry. show. Okay, all right. Uh, let's wrap this thing up then because Kiefer's got low energy. 
Uh, low T, low energy, it's not your low fault, T. Chris. <laughs> it is. This is what he does. Again, I love He's it. talking about me and it. my bullshit on the track. This is what he does It's 11-18. I got shit to do tomorrow. Um, no caf after dark? No. I had questions for Kellen. <laughs> you... I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Like Kellen's face. Oh, yeah. oh uh, boy. I was with Kellen and his wife celebrating her birthday. How did we go in Vegas? In Vegas. Did they go hard? No, we left early. I don't know. Did you guys go hard that night? We went out after you left, yeah, to Country Bar. You did? Yeah. Just stay up to the sun? We, we met Lewis's uh, video guy, Sean. Oh, he came out? Yep. Sean yeah. came out? Uh-huh. Yep. Partied with him. 3 a.m., 4 a.m.? What do we got? We got back at 2.30. Yeah, okay. Okay. Show okay. Uh, okay. They went to the Sphere, too. No Coke? No coke. Uh, <laughs> no coke. But her sister. Uh, oh, different oh. Story. No, 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 no. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> oh, you can't I'll do you, that. I'll tell you Jeez. after. Oh, my God. I'm hey, not going to blow her up. Can out I get a podcast. sphere update? You what's, should just made up show? a name. Uh, I went I went on Wednesday. For the final YouTube. To the final. Like, there's only two more shows. It's this weekend. They're, final, they're finally did, done. Did 40 you shows. shed a tear? So, Wednesday was my last time. Show number six. Did you cry? Did you cry? I didn't cry. I didn't get in a fight coming in either. <laughs> I, I didn't have your back, so and, you shouldn't have. And, and let me just tell you, the sixth show was as magical as the first. <laughs> I, he's about to tear up now. The same set? A little different, but basically the same. One song was different from us. How was your date? Was he as good as me? Yeah. He's, wow. He loves you, too. Unlike he loves you. me mm. or just loves you, too? <laughs> <laughs> he loves the band U2, which you like the band U2, but yeah. you're not in love with right, him. Right, right. This gentleman that I was with, my internet friend. This is like his Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he knows more about U2 than I do. Wow. So he was, so yeah. Did, was there any talking during, like, we didn't talk very much. We just enjoyed the do show. Do you want to know the weird, can I tell you guys a real funny yeah. story from that? Yeah. It, it's so bizarre. So. The guy I went with is a, a writer for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's the beat writer for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I met him on Twitter. We're internet friends. And so he loves you too. So I got, we got tickets. Thank you, Dennis Parker. Shout out. Dennis is the man. Dennis man. is the man. Dennis, is the Dennis man. bought your Alta. Dennis is the man. Uh, so Dennis got us tickets. So earlier that day, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm listening to a hockey podcast. And it's like a... You know, just an insider's hockey podcast. Two guys that I like uh, that I know that I know who they are. And this guy on the podcast, this this sort of like um, Ken Rosenthal of hockey, or me of motocross, let's say. Mm -hmm. He's telling a story about his buddy that he grew up with in Toronto, and the buddy interviewed to run the Toronto Maple Leafs a little while ago, but he turned it down, and now he and he's staying with Tampa Bay Lightning. He runs Tampa Bay Lightning business side and the arena in Tampa Bay. So multi-time Stanley Cup champion, you know. And he said, I've never really said this host guy said, I've never really said this before because I don't want his bosses thinking that I'm getting information from him because we're friends. Mm -hmm. But here I am going to tell you this story. So whatever. So we go on with our day. We're at the Sphere. Lady sits next to me. And we're, we're talking. And she's like, how's it? Have you been here or whatever? And uh, I'm like, yeah, I've been this. This is my sixth time. You know, she's just like, oh my god. I'm like, I'm like, where are you guys from? She's like, oh, we're from Tampa. And then we're talking, and then something comes up about being Canadian. And she's like, my husband's Canadian. No, same guy. The the guy that the guy was talking about was in my row. No. <laughs> she's like, my husband runs the, the 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 hockey team in the arena in Tampa Bay. Oh my god, were you tripping? So did the Dude. beat writer like, oh, yeah, I know. So he was I on the end, the and there was another couple between them. So the two wives were sitting together, then the two husbands were sitting together. So he was the last seat, and there was three more seats. And she's just like, I'm like, 
Is your husband? Uh, oh, I even forget the name now. Um, but you knew it. Oh yeah, I said that because I heard the podcast. Yeah. yeah. She's like, oh my god, yes. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, <laughs> I just heard about your husband today on Elliot Friedman's 32 Thoughts podcast. She's just like, what? And she's like, oh, hey. Like, waves his attention, and then we started talking. Really? And was I he w- cool? Yeah, really cool guy from Toronto, like yeah. Tampa Bay. They had never seen, they love you too. The guy, the husband loved you too more than the husband, the wife. The wife was yawning, caught her yawning a couple times. Oh. Not happy. <laughs> oh, no. That's a big no no. But, uh, but the husband was into you too. So then he was like, do they do bad? The song bad? I'm like, no, they don't. Like, you know, so how fucking weird is that? Dude, that's the most random I was connection ever. Yeah, I heard this story about this guy, and five hours later, he's in my row with the sphere from Tampa. That's the sphere aura giving you a gift. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> So Look, it's like guy, listening to your bullshit, and it's like, so here you go, Steven. Friend, <laughs> what'd you say? It's the, it's the sphere listening to all your bullshit you speak all the time about. It. Like, let's give Steve a gift today, and there it is. So my internet friend who like writes Google about hockey for a living, I mean, he's like me of hockey, right? Like, he has to get scoops and writes about the team, and he knows the story. I told him the story, and then he hadn't listened to the podcast, but he knows all those guys. So then he was trying to grill the wife about some of the details about interviewing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the wife was like, I shouldn't say this. And I should. And he's like, yeah, you shouldn't say that. <laughs> so he's like, you know, he's getting. Yeah, he's uh, getting scoops. He's getting some scoops. And then, yeah. and then we all go up to the concert. And we start talking at the four of us. And, and uh, him, me and the guy go to the bathroom. And yeah. then we come out. And, and the, my internet friend is still grilling his wife, you know. <laughs> and, and so, but. Yeah. Yeah, that dude, was a, that's a better date than what we had then. I feel it's like. just, I couldn't believe it. This dude that he was. Yeah. In How the will Isle you top sphere. this? Sphere, man. It's a magical place. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's magical. <laughs> well, it's almost it. like it willed the sphere willed it to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, kind of like how your phone listens to all your stuff and gives you ads of the sphere was listening to your yeah. life, <laughs> connect your phone, brought you this, yeah. teleported this It guy. sent him ads for the yeah. tickets and flights to get him right. there for you, the yeah, whole thing. So, so that was my last sphere concert for you two. And yep. What's wow. the next residency? Uh, fish. fish. No one's going to that. No. And then and then the Grateful <laughs> Dead. With John Ooh, Mayer? I'm not going to that. No one's. A, I'm not a deadhead. No. Uh, no. no. That's, but Kelly went to the Sphere. Saw the movie. Didn't see yep. you too, but saw the movie. And it was I, it was good, but the movie. Oh, be careful! I've told Steve this oh. already. I the, wasn't happy with his sort of. The talk. movie can be better. I think it can make the Sphere better mm-hmm. as well. It was like a not a great movie. But the experience is cool because it's like gnarly cinematics Correct. and stuff that go with it. And then yeah. they make it four dimensional with they like blow you with air and stuff during it all. And mm-hmm. I had a great time and it was really cool to see everything that they do in there with the AI stuff beforehand. And I got to take Heather in there to get four dimensional. <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's, let's wrap this up. Let's talk Daytona. <laughs> a what? Oh, let's, yeah. let's talk Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? No, no, I was like, fuck, we're talking day 11.30? No, just what happens this weekend? Like, the all-time... What I I said earlier, I'm going with Jet, Eli, start up front, push each other to gladiator fight and take off. If that happens, yes, I think this is a great track for Jet. Yeah. Like, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, Ingenuity, uh, free thinking, uh, able uh, bike ability, bike skill, because once this track gets beat up and you start hopping shit and you start, you know, that's Jet's thing. Mm -hmm. And if Eli, I mean, it, Daytona is Eli's thing. Yeah. So, like, dude, you're right. Like, those two get out, it could be on. Like, I just want to watch the young versus the the gladiators, the rookie versus the veteran, and yeah. watch them just guys have been doing great. I could see him just drop them. Do you th- so 
l- let me ask you this. Who has to start in front of who for it to be a good battle? Tomac has to get in front of Jet. Yeah. Okay, I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Is there, I mean, look, anything can happen, but like, is there any other choice for a win here? Besides those two? Yeah. Mm. I think low-key AP could win this race. Okay. That's not a bad pick. We have, what's the weather situation? Are we good? Uh, I haven't heard. Mm. I think we're good. I mean, I mean, you can't, I mean, why are we not saying Cooper? Why, why are we not saying Kenny. That? Well, he's never won Daytona, mm-hmm. so. I mean, something. but he's winning now. Yep. I mean, I mean, I, I'm going to say Cooper. If it's not those two, yeah. Cooper. Has Kenny, how many times? Kenny Kenny's never won Daytona. Kenny's never won Daytona either. No. Just, as, as Wygant will tell us, just Justin Brayton. <laughs> just and Justin then Tomac. Eli, 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 Eli. Brayton, Eli, Eli. <laughs> Eli. <laughs> and of course, we all picked Daytona for Brayton to win his only Supercross. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah everyone. Yeah, that made that perfect obvious. sense. Yeah, that, that's obvious. So. Yeah. Do we ever see another Brayton-type win? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you think so? Oh, yeah. I mean, only... I mean, Six years North before that, Shorty got his win. Zacho oh, felt the same. Zacho, Zacho, yeah. Zacho makes sense. Came off, I guess um, we're saying bra- like, what Baggett. do you mean a brain type win? I was thinking age, but oh. so just one off. Like, um, sure, yeah. Okay. You, you just never know, right? Okay. But yeah, I mean, if it's not those two, it's going to be Coop because he's strong. And it's going to be rough. So right, way to bring the energy. <laughs> Just here, I'm here for it. Dude. Okay, all right. Uh, sounds good. Uh, really good show tonight. Really fun. And sorry for coming in late. Sorry for some technical snafus. Great late, late show for us, but we pulled through. Yeah. I feel like we did a good I, job. I, uh, I don't feel like I gave my my numerous sponsors enough love because uh, I didn't do any reads at all. You gonna talk about Yamaha before we wrap Short up? Short on time. What? Yeah. Talk about Yamaha before yeah, we wrap it up. Intro. Yeah, great bike. Blue Crew. It's a great bike. Okay. It's Fantastic. Triumphs should really take the motor and turn it around. <laughs> Just turn that thing around. Put the air filter in front of us? Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I want to thank the Triumph guys for having us here and setting us up and bringing these guests in tonight. Uh, it was a really fun day. And it was really cool to, to see all that. And, yeah, it was a cool time, Kellen. Thank you for your help. Yeah, yeah. thank you, thank Kellen. You yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. ML, thanks for hanging in there all show. Appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Yep, Chris, as always. Thank great you. Great job on the bike. Yeah, except for the gas cap, except for the torques. <laughs> no. Other than that. Hey, great job on riding today. Thank you for doing that. Oh, yeah. Thank you for flying out here and riding. And thank you, before this, you rode a lot. You I went did. riding two days in a row. I appreciate that. Thank what? you. Two days in a row. You went to Mesquite twice, two days in yeah, a row. Yeah, and I was supposed to go on Wednesday, except they got rain. I was going again. Don't stop. Keep doing this. I'm going to keep riding. Mm-hmm. I, I've been, Western is open. I was the first guy on the new layout. I was the first guy to jump all the jumps. Yeah, I'm loving it. And I wanted a, I wanted a guy to put a plaque up or a flag your, your, or something. Your whole kit today was nice. Yeah, well, that was your that was your. I mean, it still looked good. Yeah, Fly yeah. Racing sending me the kit. The kit did look good. Like, no, it flowed strong. really well with the bike. Yeah, yeah. as opposed one. to some other contrasting ones today. But yes, yeah. yeah. Some 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 people didn't seem to care. Some people, <laughs> but you cared. Some well, people Chris just cared ran about red gear with eight thousand logos on the jersey. That's good, though. That's good. I mean, I mean logos I, make jerseys. Try, like, logo, he looks like a GP logo, rider with all the logos. Logo. Though, yeah. So I like it. Yeah, that's Thank true. You. I'm all about it. And yeah. and it's shocking that uh, Kellen put up a social banger earlier today on his own account, and it was Clement Sal. Yeah, we're out. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Carmichael, that was a good shot, though. Hey, Carmichael, Stanton. Yeah, no, I'm putting hey, up how about out. How about Clement's reaction to our Lewis question? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that'll be LVK topic. On Wednesday. Yes. Drop I, te- I texted Lewis just, what did you do to Clement DeSalle during his career? Yeah. And he's like, he doesn't even know who I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. He did once we brought oh, it he up. he did. 
Uh, Dark texted me and said RDL talk, but I don't know what he means by that. Race, Race Day, Day Live? About you going in there or something? Oh, it? yeah. I was supposed to go on it this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there, but I got a text saying, hey, we got opening on RDL. Of course, somebody dropped out. Because why else would they text me? You know, And they're like, we got a... Ri-. And Bondo's like, sad. 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 Yeah. You could have been yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, not there. Hmm. That was your chance. You blew what? it. Maybe that was your chance. Yeah, you blew yeah. it. Uh, hopefully I'll get on again. You know? I mean, maybe Dark did it. That's the next step for this guy. I mean, shit's popping off for him. Mm-hmm. So, Do we post the video or no? No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my hard. guys back on this one. <laughs> we give them a hard time. I'm going to give them this one. This is for us. This is for us. <laughs> this I, is one for us. This one's for us. Yeah. We could send it out to the world, let them enjoy it. But you know what? We're yeah. not. We're, we're just going to. Let's just, yeah, let's. We're going to keep it close you know to what? us. You know, you have those videos of Heather in the vault. Yes. Right? Yes. Let's just put this one in the vault. Yes. For future enjoyment. Yes. Maybe our kids. Yes. Our kids one you know, day. Future generations can enjoy yeah. it. Explain them the legacy. Like you wouldn't put Heather's vault stuff out in public. No. And you're not going to put no. this video out in the public. Dark's kids, maybe. When yeah. he has kids, more kids coming. More, more kids. Yeah. <laughs> more yeah. kids. Yeah. You see his post? He made a post? It's about time. Yeah. yeah. When's he just going to move to the high des? I mean, from what I heard, uh, someone today, that someone asked him, he's like, I could see myself living in the high des. Really? Close to Amber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Dark, Dark, dude. Did you see the post that A-Ray did on Twitter with Dark, with his... He's doing this. Oh, my God. And I'm, lo- I'm like, I don't know who the fuck that is. I anymore. sent that to him, and I'm like, please tell me this is AI. I don't remember it being Dude. quite like this. I'm looking at that guy. I'm like, we, this guy now, we may, it's like a whole new thing. Don't let Amber see that. I was going to say, did you send that photo to her? No. <laughs> this is your man. That one's for us. That's well, for us. this video, we want people to know we got a video, and oh, it's really great. It's gold. We're There's a lot of things. Dark. Yeah, Dark does a lot of great faces. I have a bunch of faces of Dark in my phone, which are great. Yeah. Videos. But this one, if you guys seen my video on Instagram about him just throwing his goggles, how great that one was, I feel like this one is close to that. Yeah. But we're going to. Well said. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks to Ricky Carmichael. Thanks to Ivan Tedesco. Jeff Stanton. Rod Lepuznak as well from Triumph America. Again, thank you to the Triumph guys for having us in here. Uh, always fun time. And uh, Michael Lindsay, Kellen Brower, Chris Kiefer. Thank you. We're fun times. Here. Thanks, boys. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff and... I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.
star. 